0: Gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the internet. Here in the basement of the great Hall of Justice are the most powerful forces for good podcasting ever assembled. This is the DC Superpowers Podcast.
1: This looks like a job for Superman.
0: To the Batmobile.
1: My
2: name is Sean Jones. I am.
0: The Green Arrow. Hey, super friends! Welcome back to the DC Superpowers Podcast, issue number 40, for New Comic Book Day, January 25th, 2017. I'm your host, Ken Rose, and sitting here with me in the basement of the Hall of Justice is my good buddy, Vern. Hello, everyone. So, Vern, we got a lot of stuff to happen this week.
1: Yeah, we do. There is a lot of good news out there.
0: And um, a lot of speculation on movies, we got comic book news. we too. got, and this week is going to be huge for TV. Yes. So, uh, this week. We've been waiting for a while now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, all of the CW shows come back this week. Gotham came back last week, which I didn't get a chance to watch it yet, but um, I have it on the DVR, or on the um, Hulu, and, um, but yeah, everything comes back this week, so our schedules about to get really full. Yeah, once again. And I'm back in school now, so. Whee! Yeah. So, how's school going? Uh, well, it was just the first week. Basically, now just studying. Uh,
1: hate online classes. I'm gonna say that.
0: <laughs> yeah, you were telling me about that. Uh, I, I find it ridiculous to pay full price for a class that you just watch on YouTube.
1: Yeah, it's more in depth after a while, but for the beginning part, there was like, hey, let's just get some YouTube videos on there. So That's I'd rather cool. not. If I
0: got if they say hey, you want to take a online class next semester, no, I'd rather yeah. not do that. Um, but. Actually, the only TV news I think we're actually going to get into, other than everything that's coming back, is... Uh, did you see this story about Powerless? They're putting a little more information out, because Powerless, yeah, we know, is coming a, back a in, a what, two weeks? Tie. Well, they're starting in, like, two weeks, I think, with yeah. Powerless. Um, and we found out Alan Tudyk's character, his name happens to be Van Wayne. I guess he's a new a cousin for Bruce Wayne, which could be a, um, a brand-new character, or maybe not. Because I guess... Oh, um good. And the interesting thing was, um I got this off of io9, and I really didn't like the way they took this, because the way they're, their spin on this article was, this is a terrible thing, the whole thing's going to flop, it's all terrible. Doom and gloom, doom and gloom, cancel city. But um the author, really, when he started this, he had to go back and change a couple things, because later on in the article, he does. Um, originally, he says, there's one thing, there are no Wayne Cousins. Now, hmm. wait a minute, who's Kate Kane? Later on, he comes back and says, oh, well, Kate Kane is the only Batman cousin we know of. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and then later on, it says there is actually wow. a. Um, back in the '60s, there was very obscure, maybe one or two times references. There was a cousin named Van Van Devere Wayne. I think I remember hearing something about that. So that may be where they got the idea for this. Yeah, in this one, Alan Tudyk is a um, plays Van Wayne. He's the manager of the um, department that everybody's in at uh, Wayne Securities.
2: Hmm.
0: So it's gonna be interesting to see where this goes. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch at least the first couple episodes to see what it is. Yeah, see so you get a feel for it, and got I gave it a chance. Yeah, and remember that actually debuts. I believe it's in two weeks on February second. Yes, actually, it's a after this. It's next week, February second on Thursday of next week is when this debuts. Oh wow! Okay. On NBC, so this is coming quick. Yeah, it is. All these shows are popping up on us.
1: We've got, like I said, with DC. You got so many different things going on. You'll forget the. A crossover or new shows coming out because you got the comic books, you've got the TV shows, you've got the new uh, Justice League action show. There's just so much going on with DC right now.
0: Oh yeah, DC's hitting on all cylinders when it comes to the um, small screen.
1: Mm-hmm. And people even people have said this: DC has won the small screen, even if they say uh, Marvel might do good on the big screen. But we're coming for that too.
0: That's right. Speaking of the big screen, actually, let's keep on the small screen for just a minute. But it's actually movie news for the small screen. We actually have some news about the Judas contract. Now, did, mm-hmm. you, did you read through this one? Uh, I did a couple
1: days ago, but it's it's been a long week for me, so I would have to go back over. Okay.
0: That. <laughs> well, we found out there's been some casting for the, um, or they've announced some of the casting for the uh, for the Teen Titans animated movie. And we oh yeah, one of them see... are
1: my favorite actresses.
0: Oh so, yeah, uh, terrible. But um, and we also see a little bit about who comprises the team at this point. Now, this is, um, they're gonna change the movie up a little bit, it looks like. Um, and these are people that, you know, have already done this, cause they usually record two to th- a year or two ahead of time, and then animate after that. So, um, mm-hmm. but we found out, Christina Ricci and Miguel yes. Ferrer are actually gonna be two of the, um, voice sounds added to the DC universe. Uh, Christina Ricci is playing Terra, and Ferrer is actually playing Deathstroke. Mm. Now, didn't you say Terra did... was actually one of your favorite characters, too? she's
1: never been one of my favorite characters I don't hate her or anything like that just not one of my favorites because of all the retcons she's had and uh, different versions to the character she's been in the main Teen Titans universe from the 80s that everybody really knows her from and they showed in the cartoon as well and what the Jewish contract film is going to be based off of then um, they put her in a new future Teen Titans team that traveled back from the future to present time then she came back in Blackest Night then she had her whole retcon in the new 52 so she's Never been consistent enough for me to make her a favorite character because I don't think that the um the creators knew exactly where to put her, but um she is the sister of Geo Force and he was uh in the first team of the Outsiders that Batman made up. Okay, so that's a little bit well, of detail on her.
0: No, I was saying she was actually no, she's not. I was thinking she was Deathstroke's daughter also, but no, she's just ooh no, that would have been weird. They no. actually had a relationship. In the ah, Congress, okay. I don't think they're going to
1: do that for. She was a spy. Other- if
0: I remember, right, originally she was a spy for Deathstroke, right? Right, she was a
1: spy for Deathstroke, and she also had a relationship with them. But her being a teenager, he being an old dude, I don't a little think on they're the going go to go into
0: that at all ever again. Yeah, um, but they found they say here about the Judas contract that this is basically um, based on the original story. Um, the movie is being directed by Sam Liu, or Liu, who did Justice League versus Teen Titans, and the screenplay is done done by Dur- Ernie Altbacker um and it adapts the classic storyline but puts it into the modern DC um tell or animated work universe. Okay. Uh and the the picture we have on there also I was going to say about Nightwing. Well that that's because of the time frame they're doing. You remember the animated universe is still in the new 52 era. True. And I was going to say they did have Nightwing as um wearing his red attire.
1: Yeah. But he wasn't Nightwing. He was a different character that was training uh Deathstroke's daughter. So I'm wondering if we might get a little bit of that in here, or well, they're just completely going with his new 52 Ray costume.
0: Yeah. Well, according to this, um, Rishi and Ferrer are actually joining the cast that already exists for Titans, which is um, Sean Maurer, Carrie Welgren, um J. So, T. Austin, Teresa Farmiga, Brandon Soho, and Stuart Allen.
2: So they um, are taking
1: this right after what happened in... Um, Titans versus Justice League.
0: Exactly. This is the same Titans. You got Jaime Reyes. You got, well, the picture they show here actually shows an older Starfire, Beast Boy, and Jaime Reyes uh, standing beside Nightwing and Terra. So it looks like this is going to be your Titans team because um, you got to remember in this one, now the original Judas contract had the um, Titans were um, the classic Starfire, Raven, Beast Boy, Nightwing, uh, Cyborg. Was um, mm-hmm. Kid Flash in there still? Or yes. he already moved on. Yes.
1: You know, he was in there. He was with Wonder Girl, Beast Boy, okay. Raven, Cyborg.
0: So those are the only two, those two they don't mention, but they are they were actually part of the team at that point, too, was um, Donna Troy, um, I believe Tem- Tempest or Aqualad was still in there. Um, I don't think not when Terror came along. Tempest was gone. Okay. But it looks like, yeah, the original, Um, and actually this movie um, start is partially going to help celebrate the 10th year of DC animated movies. Because 2007 huh. was the first. Animated- when did they come out for all that then? Huh? When did they come out in 2007? 2007 was the first animated movie in the current animated um, continuity.
1: Oh, okay. What what was that? Because I was thinking, uh, what about Superman?
0: Doomsday? I, I thought that came out. Wasn't that well? Oh seven. Was know, that? That was like in 2006 um, or something. 2005. No. I think it was New Frontier was the first one. Oh, okay. Justice League New Frontier. Oh, I then love that movie Doom so much. and all that stuff came in right away afterwards. But they said Titans have actually been on the docket since the beginning. They just never took a chance to get to get to it because they were focusing on the core can- characters of Superman, Green Lantern, um, a lot of Batman and Wonder Woman.
1: Yeah, that sounds exactly what's going on in the movie universe and yeah. TV uh, live action TV universe too. Because they've always had that on plan for a plan somewhere down the line.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They still haven't been able to introduce anybody. Well, they've introduced the sidekicks, but they haven't put that together on team, which is probably yeah. a good thing. Let's see the main heroes, then with their sidekicks, and then that's how you make the Teen Titans.
0: So, that's all we, as far as I know, that's all we have on this contract right now. We don't even have a release date. We know it's coming probably sometime this Ooh. summer.
1: We only have an official cover for this one. Which you were showing me at work.
0: <laughs> yeah, they have a placeholder cover. It's just a black cover. It says Teen Titans on it.
1: <laughs> Nothing said yet.
0: So, um, I have one more before. I know there's one you want to get into a big one on the, t- on the, uh, movie news, but this is kind of a short one that I figured I'd throw in here. Um, according to rumors and speculation here, there's a very short list of actors who are all being looked at to possibly play Hal Jordan. Some of the names are surprising on this list. So, um, Yeah, I haven't,
1: I have taken a look at that one yet. That sounds kind of interesting. I was going to wait to be surprised. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, um, according to Newsarama, Warner Brothers is reportedly Considering six different actors to play Hal Jordan, including which includes Ryan Reynolds, who would be coming back to reprise the role of Hal Jordan, which is interesting I, that they may go with something like that. And I just want to say, everybody, that's
1: like, oh, why are you getting him to come back? It was not him that was bad. He was actually good, Hal Jordan. It was the yeah. movie as a whole that didn't do him justice, which I can say probably went for almost every single Ryan Reynolds movie over a strand of two years. Yeah, he was good the movie, the directing, the story just wasn't on par.
0: Yeah, the, we've said multiple times that, that movie, the problem with that movie was not Ryan Reynolds. No. So, um, but the other ones on the list, they're looking at possibly Bradley Cooper, who right now is voicing guy. Rocket in Guardians. Yeah, I
1: was going to say, I would definitely say he'd be a perfect fit, but he's playing Rocket right now, or
0: voicing okay. Rocket. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, who originally was cast to play Peter Parker in Spider-Man 2 before Tobey Maguire re- returned to the role. After recovering from injury,
1: they look kind of alike. So I yeah, can, you know, um, Army question. Hammer, who was yeah, the... they've been teasing that since I want to say for about three months now.
0: Yeah, well, they, <laughs> I guess he was originally cast as Batman in Warner Brothers' scrapped Justice League Mortal, and he was also the Lone Ranger.
1: Right. Um, yeah, he something with DC or Warner Brothers. He um, got a follow on Twitter for I think Zack Snyder, and maybe Jason Momoa. And people okay. start speculating, oh, he's going to be the next Green Lantern, he's going to be the next Green Lantern. But it's Warner Bros. They work on several movies besides just yeah, Uh the
0: Justice League. So, Um The next one's kind of an outside choice, but it could be interesting. Joel Hale from Community. Joel Hale. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> eh. Like I said, that's the outside uh, black horse to this. Yeah. And the next one was kind of surprising they put it on here, but if they're going for an older Hal Jordan, this may actually work. Tom Cruise. That could definitely work if they're going, yeah, because well,
1: in, still, in, I'm say in my opinion, uh, since I I really would think Idris Elba would be a great John Stewart. If they're doing this whole buddy Green Lantern thing or a partnership Green Lantern film. Have two yeah. older actors with how uh, with um, Hal Jordan, Tom Cruise, and um, um, Idris Elba.
0: See, I don't see Idris Elba doing it because you'd almost I think you'd want to go with a. Um, John Stewart, somewhere in his mid twenties, maybe, maybe late twenties at the most. And Idris Elba, he's um, what, his 40s. late thirties, early
1: forties? I think early forties.
0: But they've already he might said be that he just
1: um, looks a little older, I know, than what he actually is.
0: Yeah, but they've already said in the synopsis that Hal Jordan's going to be the older mentor character, so you need someone ah, a little on the okay. younger side to play John Stewart. This is his, this is basically an origin for John Stewart. Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. So. Uh,
0: but the interesting thing yeah, was, yeah. if you follow TV news and casting and stuff. Tom Cruise made a point to recently say that he is not considering any superhero roles, Mm. which a lot of times, if you watch Hollywood, means that (laughs) within the next couple weeks, they announce a superhero role. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, they
1: look at the money that's in there, and you really don't want to turn that down. There has been a couple actors, no matter what you pay them, that's like, I'm not dressed, I'm not putting on tights, uh, who is that, Michael, uh, oh man, he played in so many movies, I cannot think of his name right now, uh... I'll come back to me on that because he's one of the few actors that they keep offering, or people want to have him in a film, and he's just not taking it.
0: Okay, um, but it looks like as of right now, this is uh, they're still just looking. They said um, Reynolds Matthew McConaughey. Okay, um, It says McConaughey. <laughs> fans it. have been split over whether Reynolds should return to the role of Hal Jordan, though it wouldn't be the craziest thing Warner Brothers could do. That actually may be a good thing for Warner Brothers to do. It actually, and I would say even leave the original movie in the continuity. And mm-hmm. fix it through this movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was one of those movies that could get, definitely be fixed. There wasn't the story itself was a little wonky, but it wasn't the worst story ever.
0: No, they um, had too much going on.
1: Yeah, and they could definitely narrow that down. Look what they do with uh, the X Men films. Yeah, they've had so much going on there, and they're still making them because they're fixing certain things. So they could do that for here.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, I did not see it this summer, but I, from everything I heard, the second Ninja Turtles movie fixed a lot of problems with the first one. Yeah, I people heard that, actually so I liked the second either. one.
1: Yeah, the first one, as I said, I would had my ifs, ands about, <laughs> doubts See, about that. I stuff. had fun
0: with the first one, but it was just a matter of, you know what, this is just another different take on the Turtles is the way I took it.
1: Yeah, I didn't have a... I,
0: I this isn't my turtles, turtles from the 80s.
1: Yeah, I, the Turtles, there hasn't been one version of Turtles I didn't like of just those four Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's everything else around them in that movie. I was like, I don't like that. I don't like Shredder. I don't like April O'Neil. Yeah. Just minor stuff like that, but... You can't really go wrong with the Turtles' personality.
0: Yeah, the Turtles were exactly the way they should be.
1: Yeah, and those usually always stay the same. If they change that, then I don't think they would even have a movie of the Turtles.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, the Green Lantern Corps is actually scheduled for July twenty fourth, 2020, so we got a little, we got a while to figure this out, but um, knowing us, we're going to keep an eye on this and figure out exactly what's going on. So, and it says, even though it's scheduled for July twenty July fourth, 2020, but there are still, the the DC films still seem to be somewhat in flux. So that could get bumped ahead, back. You never know. So, mm-hmm. But the next one is a little bit more TV news of what's possibly coming in the future. And I know you did a bunch of research on this one. so.
1: Yeah, this one is for... Well, we've been hearing news about this for, jeez, how long?
0: Yeah, this um, is kind of but, a follow-up, too.
1: Yeah, I think we're just going to keep hearing follow-ups. For one, the actor's name is too big. They were going back on Dwayne, the Rob Johnson guys. For him, his uh, Black Adam film looked like he's going to be getting I'm gonna get that in a little bit. But for now... Gonna go over the whole antihero thing because me and Ken here has been trying to find somewhere in the older comics where Black Adam was <laughs> even seen as antihero. Because from our perspective, he's been always super villain. He's taken down Superman. He's broke broke um, Captain Adam. No Captain. Adam, sorry. Uh, Captain Marvel's arm threw him through a building. He scared away John Jones. He's um, beaten Power Girl. There's nothing he's really done that's been an antihero. He's always been just an evil guy. So we've have, we found this article on comicbook.com. Um, if you've been reading DC comic books for a while, you've recognized that Black Adam is one of the most epic supervillains and always has been. However, some news readers may see him in a different light. And the most uh, recent iteration of uh, Black Adam have picked him as more of an antihero or a man um, who's uh, desperately trying to clear his name. Adam has also taken the role for his uh, character's span throughout DC Universe. In this version, he's going to be by The Rock in the DCU. And The Rock has definitely been more of a hero in his movies than a villain. So the anti-hero role, making him being misunderstood, might help Rock's uh, character a little bit. And I definitely see Rock being a misunderstood hero. That's kind of how I felt he was in Pain and Gain. He was doing bad things, but for good reasons, or someone's manipulating him. Um... Mm -hmm. And basically, that was really it. The the one, the executive uh, retweeted something from The Rock. Uh, one of the most powerful anti-heroes of the planet is coming, and he's been hot. he's coming in hot. Brace yourselves for Black Adam. It's a new dawn. So with that new dawn, I'm wondering if they mean this is going to be a new world for DC Universe to tap into, or this is going to be a new type of character for Black Adam. We don't mm-hmm. know yet. We're going to have to wait. And um, there's also one more thing here about the uh, New Line Cinema, and this is a question I have for you, Ken. With New Line Cinema doing this, and I've heard this in the past, is this actually going to be in the main universe with everything else since New Line is making it, not, um, not Warner Brothers?
0: No, I believe New Line Cinema is a division of Warner Brothers. Mm, okay. Let me. I can look it up while you're still talking.
1: Okay, well, in New Line Cinema, they've been, it's been over a decade developing a movie for a long-time DC character. Um, and this movie will develop certain for Black Adam with Wayne Johnson attracted to the role. And, uh, let me see. This is a deeper meaning behind, uh, Suzanne movie. Johnson has uh, attached himself to Black Adam since 2008. I didn't know it was that long he's been signed on to do this role. Wow. Since so the time has been coming, uh, for a long time, the biggest male actor right now on this planet, um, plans to do the role, uh, no sense in having the man Johnson's stature uh, just be a villain supporting character for this role, thus deciding to make a spin off Black Adam Phil of his own. Adam's screen takes involve uh, him being an anti hero. This also has minor recent developments within DC Comics, and the story writes uh, by Johns. That's one reason, probably, why this is going to happen. Uh, where Adam will still be a villain fighting alongside his enemies um, to uh, save his people now as i was telling ken too from the new 52 uh i didn't really know about this there was a couple things that he's done that was very courageous and uh showed he has a heart i'm gonna go over some of these he had a family now this wasn't in the new 52 this was in the 52 pre-52 uh world he had a he had a brother-in-law and a wife iris and Arias. And he had to give up his powers just so he could be with his family. He wasn't the um, mighty Black Adam that we all know him to be because he wanted to have a family. And this was basically uh, to counteract what Shazam had with uh, Mary Marvel and Captain Marvel Jr. Now, he did do something really evil by stealing his uh, nephew's powers from him, but he did not want to do that. He just felt it was the only thing to do to save the world because a kid cannot have as much power when they really know what to do with it. But he does. And he was also mad at Suzanne for giving a kid powers. A child should not have that much use of uh, use of power at his control. And he also hates slavery. Because he was from a world filled with slavery, whenever some villain or conqueror tries to come to his world or even Earth to take over something and try enslave the population of the world, he will fight them with all his might and take them down because he doesn't care. If you're good or evil, whatever your intentions are, slavery is the worst thing possible. Um, He's also. Where is this? Oh, yeah, he's fought the Injustice Society. Um, Not Injustice Society, I'm sorry. Where was this here? Oh, he's fought um, Ultraman. He's the opposite to um, Superman. He's uh, telling him how much of fools and allies they are to come to try to rule his world. He is the ruler of the world. But when he says ruler of the world, he's not so much a conqueror as a king. And he's also best buddies with Sinestro, and that makes so much sense because Sinestro rules his world, he thinks for good, with fear. While his, now, I can say I think Black Adam's even better than Sinestro because he's not trying to make his people fear him. He's trying to make them look more at him as, I said, a king, someone good they can look up to, someone they know that will protect them from anything bad coming to their world. In my opinion, they view him as their own Superman. And um, yeah, that's not good right there. Oh, he also risks his um, life to save the Earth twice, at least twice. Um, in a storyline when the crime syndicate tried to take over the world and forever evil, um, he was, they were threatening to enslave Earth. Later on, Black Adam joined Sinestro alongside with some of the Justice League members, and he also proved to Superman and Wonder Woman that they when they doubted Sinestro, he never doubted Sinestro's good intentions. So I guess also he can find good in people no matter how bad they may seem because from his perspective you always can look for somebody for good somewhere because most people see him as a bad guy where he's really not bad. He just has his own intentions. And from reading all this, this is completely different from what I remember in the pre-'52. This is all in the new 52. So um, I can definitely see Dwayne Johnson doing something with that, making him a standalone character that may be misunderstood.
0: Yeah. Um, I did find out, though, you were asking about New Line Cinema. Um, New Line Cinema is actually a subsidiary of Warner Brothers along with uh Castle Rock Entertainment, Turner Entertainment, D C Entertainment, DC Films, okay. C W and okay. uh, wow. Flagship Entertainment. So
1: Okay, so that's three titles they got with the D C or Warner Bros. title in there. Oh yeah. Okay. So they so can definitely cross. That's why they the have community. no problem,
0: it'll be still part of the same universe more than likely.
1: And they're all making money off this too, so. <laughs> uh-huh. Alright. Well, that's Black Adam. Um now from reading all this, I actually have more I care about the character a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and if they do add anything he's done bad in the past, he can say, hey, I was misunderstood. I did that for this reason and that reason. It sounded really terrible, but there was no other way I could do that. And he may learn from another uh, hero that you don't have to do everything just because it calls for it. You can find other ways to um, conquer something. So We'll see yeah. where this goes. I'm excited for it. It's The Rock playing a superhero role. He looks perfect to be... Black Adam. We even, like I said, for years now, before we even thought their movie was going to be made, back in the nineties when Rock was still his WWF era, they're pulling up old pictures, putting pointy ears on this guy, and putting a costume on him. So Dwayne Johnson is gonna—he was born for this role.
0: Oh yeah. Um. Well, that—that's all we had for movie news this week. Just because there is so much stuff going out, we got to get a couple other things in here. Mm-hmm. Um. Next, we actually had some collectibles news. Now, I don't know about you out there, super friends, but. I like pop vinyls. They're fun. They sit there. I have, uh, um, but pop has actually announced a new line of pop vinyls from the DC bombshell series. Now I've loved this comic series. I know I've shown some of them to you, Vern. Have you read any of the bombshells at all? I have not. I've done more, um,
1: reading on the Tom books and it seems like more so the females have, uh, they rule the world here.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, for a couple of years now, probably 10, 12 years, the DC has been working on, um, especially in the digital realm, putting out, uh, almost, well, one of the things I've always loved about DC was their Elseworlds titles. Well, they've been putting out series that are an Elseworlds style where they take the current DC universe or the past DC universe and twist it a little bit. And Just especially slightly. the digital ones, they've wanted to, they've been putting them out with, the whole universe is populated by female heroes. It started, as far as I know, the first one I remember is the Amikami Girls. you remember those? They were done in a manga style and it was all the um, DC heroes oh, yeah, done as... It doesn't uh, females instead of males. So it was all Does females. Does have a statue that somewhere? Yeah, she has the... Um, oh, okay. Cassie Wonder Girl. So. Yeah, and
1: that's a pretty popular figure that people are still reviewing I've seen on YouTube.
0: <laughs> cool. But um, she has that one. I have... Um, we have some of the... That, now, that's the 12-inch. She. We also have three of the um, shorter ones, which I'm not sure the size on this is probably 6-inch. 6, 7-inch six, probably. <laughs> we have three of the 6-inch ones. We have um, Poison Ivy, Batgirl, and Supergirl. So... But, um, and then the newest version of, um, this, after Amikami girls, they let it go. They came up with DC bombshells. And it was the same thing. You take the DC universe populated by female heroes, but it takes place in the 1940s. And it's, the art style is based on what you would see, like, uh, um, pinups on the air, on, um, airplanes. Mm-hmm. And everything's done just uh, with enough taste that doesn't make it go over Too the raunchy. top. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't go raunchy at all. But um, Pop is actually doing a line of Pop figures based on this series. Now, just like Amy Comic Girls, this is basically made to sell toys because there is a full line of um, collectibles and such from any, or from, um, oh, um, yeah, from the bombshells. There, we have statues. We have, um, there's a couple of toy companies that are making all kinds of different things from this.
1: Yeah, I was say, I think there's a couple of figures actually out there that we've uh, reviewed in the past. Mm-hmm from, um, like, even San Diego Comic-Con. Was this the one that had Wonder Woman's Invisible Jet with her? Um, It it wasn't Bombshells. Okay.
0: But um, the initial line is going to have Batgirl, Wonder Woman, Katana, Harley Quinn, and Joker. And there's a couple chase figures for Wonder Woman, Harley, and Joker. Now, um, looking at the figures here... Go ahead. I I
1: have to say that, to me, the best ones here are... um, Batgirl, Wonder Woman, and Katana.
0: I think Wonder Woman's my favorite one. It, the Wonder Woman, the draw and or the um, model they use for Wonder Woman in the comic is amazing. I love the costume, the way it's done. It's basically a straight up Rosie the Riveter Wonder Woman. hmm I, I just love the colors on Batgirl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Batgirl <laughs> is done like a um old like almost World War One aviator with the leather um yeah. goggles. Uh then you go to and, Harley uh, Katana. Or Katana is in a classic kimono almost.
1: Right, and I just love that style. It reminds me of just the old time old Japanese time.
0: Mhm. Now Harley you're going to get she's in the bikini top with a bomber jacket.
1: <laughs> of course like Harley would, with a bomber jacket on.
0: And the chase figures they talked about are all vintage paint. So it's all um grayed out a lot. There's a couple of color trim on them and that's it. The one that's interesting in this is Joker has never been in the um the comics yet.
1: Joker's yeah, I mean, daughter has. That. Joker's. Oh yeah, my Joker's daughter's Joker's daughter has. I apologize for if you hear any snoring in the background. <laughs> so,
0: but the Joker is kind of interesting because he's got kisses all over his face, and um, it looks like he's kind of smith- most likely from Harley Quinn. <laughs> exactly. So that's what they got. That's coming in February. We're definitely going to have to pick up the um the Wonder Woman at least. I got to pick up Wonder Woman and um and Batgirl. Now this should be available wherever pop
1: figures are sold. Okay, I see Joker's Dar. She more so had a she had a mass leery of the Joker she would put in front of her face and take it away. Exactly. Okay. Hmm. So we haven't seen or heard anything also from her in the new rebirth. I'm waiting for that still. Yeah? Well we've just hoping, now seen Joker. Yeah, I'm hoping we can get her in or the at least Titans Joker. Not the not the Teen Titans, but the Titans, because of the way they're doing everything with this uh this flash point and the Watchmen uh joker's daughter was so far scrambled we never know really what universe she came from they could definitely fix that and make her part of the titans because she was a part when um there was a speedy a wonder girl a bumblebee a beast boy so i I would like to see her come back
0: yeah so that was what's in collectibles and uh, now comic book news there's nothing really in depth but there's a bunch of stuff that came out this week
1: Yeah, a lot of good things that came out this week.
0: Mm -hmm. And one that's not so good, but it really doesn't hurt me as much, but it will hurt a lot of uh, people.
1: Which one are you talking about?
0: I'm talking about price increases. Oh, yeah. Coming in April, DC is going to raise the price of some of their Rebirth titles to $3.99 instead of $2.99, but you get a bonus out of it. Over 15 titles of the Rebirth line are going to move from $2.99 to $3.99 beginning in April. But... You get the benefit, added benefit of a digital access code for free comic, or for the digital comics online. Now, um, Marvel's been doing this for years. Right. But they do it with their regular comics, and, um, nice thing is, once in a while, when you get the digital code, you'll get two or three comics. You won't just get the one you just bought. Right. But, uh, DC's gonna charge you an extra dollar for it. Now, if you buy the digital comic and not the physical comic, it's still the original price of two ninety nine. And I've seen some fans online just upset about it.
1: Like, we're gonna, they're going to take our money. It's like it's a yeah. buck extra guy.
0: <laughs> well, that um, and, um, DC already is the one of the lowest price points on the market at 299.
1: Yeah, and I was saying not everything's going to be raised up to 399 either. There are still going to be some 299
0: titles. Well, the nice thing is what it is they said here um uh, actually I have a, before I have a quote from John Cunningham, Senior Vice President of Sales and Trade Marketing. He says, "Giving readers value is a key component to our rebirth initiative and we're continuing that commitment with this move we've heard from many fans that they like to read and collect our books but in both digital and print format so this offering gives dc readers the convenience and value price they ask for now the titles that are actually going from 2.99 to 3.99 are all-star or women no they change it's not all-star batman but they say all-star batman Batgirl, Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, Batman Beyond, Batwoman, Blue Beetle, Cyborg, The Hellblazer, New Superman, Red Hood and the Outlaws, Super Sons, Supergirl, Superwoman, Teen Titans, Titans and Trinity. So, what it is? These are all the um what all the once a month titles are going to four dollars. All your buy twice monthly titles are staying at two ninety nine. Now, I don't know if the twice-monthly titles are going to get the digital copy also. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. But they said the inclusion of All-Star Batman is noteworthy because it's one of the few Rebirth launches priced above 299 but because it carries a 499 price tag for all the issues so far. So it's not clear if they're going to um, move it down to 399 or what the plan is for that. It may be just staying where it's at and just getting the digital copy added.
1: Okay. Which I'd be okay with still. Mm-hmm. And like I said, from what you were reading, there's not a lot of, uh, not all
0: the tiles are going up that far either. No, it's just the ones you're getting once a month, and there's only two or three of them. Which makes here. sense there's, because it's well, there's once a, a month. yeah, <laughs> about half of these I'm I'm getting right now. So
1: yeah, I'm getting All Star, uh, some back girl. Whoop, getting an ad here. Let me turn this down. Can I please pause this? I cannot pause this. I, no, I, you I, can't. I'm gonna exit out of that <laughs> then. I was trying well, to read all the tiles that were up there, but I had an ad, so I yeah. Can't do it, but yeah, half those I'm buying already, so it's not going to be that big of a hurt to my wallet.
0: Mm -hmm. And then, um, like they said, if you don't want to pay the extra dollar, you can always still get the digital copy. And the nice thing compared to Marvel, when you get the digital copy, it's only on the Marvel app. And the Marvel app, if you actually check out the Marvel um, app online or on your phone or anything, it's actually um, the same. It is comiXology, but it's Marvel only. The problem is, it doesn't connect to Comixology at all. So if you buy a comic on the Marvel app, it's not available on Comixology, and vice versa. You can buy Marvel Comics on Comixology, it's not available on the Marvel app. With DC, it's the same thing. DC, Comixology makes the app for DC, but they are linked together. So if you buy comics on DC Comics app, they're available on Comixology, and if you buy them on Comixology, you can get them on the DC Comics app. Hmm. So that's that one. That I don't like the fact that they're going up, but they got to yeah. do something. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and they were putting out so many books, I was wondering when the price was going to increase. They were basically giving us, like, half off for everything.
0: Yeah. Well, moving on in more comic book news, we found out um, DC has announced what their free comic book day titles are going to be for May 6th. Now, anybody who doesn't know, free comic book day is the day you go to your local comic shop and they give Mm -hmm. you free comics.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Hence, free comic book day.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Now, some shops will let you have one of everything that's available. Some shops limit it a little bit. I know the shop we go, I go to and you go to five. usually limits it to, I think, seven.
1: And seven, I thought it was five.
0: I think he said seven in the newest, um, flyer he put out. I don't know. I got to double oh, check okay. with him. But DC has announced what their d- titles are going to be. They're offering a reprint of an issue of Greg Rucka and Nicol- Nicholas Scott's, um, Wonder Woman. And, a, um, and then the other one is a 32 page excerpt from a, the upcoming OGN DC Superhero Girls Summer Olympus. By Shea Fontana and um, Yancet Labat, so we get a reprint, or basically they're both two, both reprints. We don't have anything new for this. Mm. So um, well. and it says the they actually have the solicits here for these. Uh, the Wonder Woman is Wonder Woman Free Comic Book Day 2017 Special Edition by Greg Rucka and Nicholas Scott, uh, New York Times bestselling writer. Greg Rucka, and fan-favorite artist Nicholas Scott weave the definitive and shocking tale of Diana's first year as Earth's protector. Paradise has been breached, Ares stirs, and the Amazons must answer with a champion of their own. One who is willing to sacrifice her home amongst her sisters to save the world which she has never seen. Wonder Woman's journey begins in this epic origin story. So it looks like it's actually Wonder Woman number one from Rebirth.
1: okay. It sounds this, like, because that's all that really was. It was, like I said, an origin story and going on with in her present time.
0: Yeah. Then the other one is DC Superhero Girls, Free Comic Book Day 2017 Special Edition, writer was Shay Fontana, and the artist is Yancey Labatt. Uh, DC Superhero Girls is an exciting new universe of superhero storytelling that builds character and confidence and empowers girls to discover their true potential. This special Free Comic Book Day issue features an exciting action-packed story from the upcoming original graphic novel um Superhero Girls Summer Olympus that readers of all ages will enjoy. So, but that's what they're putting out. There's a, they're doing something else special with this. Was DC is offering customized retail versions, retailer versions of their 2017 free comic book day books. You know what that means? What? If you go if you own a shop and you want um DC will actually make a store-specific cover for you, um, or wait, yeah, the store-specific covers won't have new art, per se, but they will carry the store's logo, contact information, and any other special offers or coupons you wish to add. DC will print that on the cover for you.
1: Interesting.
0: Now, in previous years, a lot of, not just DC, a lot of the other um, free comic book day titles have had, like, a blank spot in the corner of the cover so that the comic shop could um, put in information of their own. They do it on their own. But DC is going to do that for you, but the retailers must order a minimum of 5,000 copies to qualify for the store-specific versions, and it's going to cost about $0.25 cents a copy. Now, Super Friends, you, free comic book day is free for us, but the comic shops still have to pay for those books. They don't get them free. So um, when you go to the comic shop and you get your free comics, look around and buy a couple things. Yeah. A lot Thank of times... John. The comic shops are looking, free comic book day is a great way for new people to get into um, collecting comics. It's also a great way for people who have been around for a while to see, because a lot of the stores run some awesome specials and sales during that time, too. So even if you're a digital collector, support your local comic shop and uh, go down and see what's going on.
2: Yeah,
1: definitely. It's free comic book day. It's definitely worth a trip.
0: Mm -hmm. Mhm. The other one's a real quick blurb, the other comic book news, because I know the next one you want to get into some video game stuff. Oh
1: yeah, I've been waiting for this I, I'll get to it, I'll let you uh, do that one first
0: <laughs> Well the next one I saw this morning was um, We've been talking um, for a couple of months about DC's doing a lot of crossovers with a lot of different companies Well in April, DC is ti- teaming up with Dynamite to put out Batman's Shadow a, ti- a team up between the Dark Knight and the classic Pulp Hero Now, um, the solicitation for it says it's written by Scott Snyder and Steve Orlando so this is a um, DC team Art by Riley Rossimo. It says two of the his- two of history's greatest vigilantes are reunited at last. Murder has come to Gotham City, and Lamont Cranston appears to be the culprit, but he's be- but he's been dead for over fifty years. Batman will go to the ends of the earth to unravel the mystery of Cranston's life, but the mysterious shadow will do everything in his power to stop him from learning too much. Hmm. The super the superstar team of writers. Scott Snyder and Steve Orlando and artist Riley Rossimo bring you a dark and twisted modern noir like nothing you've seen before with a brand new villain unlike any either hero has faced. This is the unmissable crime series of 2017. So get on board now. Co-publish with Dynamite Comics. This is coming out April 26th. Sweet. Won't have
1: a long wait then.
0: No. So this is going to be cool because... um. Really, it's a no-brainer to put the two of them together. Batman actually works in the dark and actually is a vigilante. The Shadow also is a vigilante, but it's, he always comes at it from a different point of view. But The Shadow has always been seen as a criminal. But he uses right. the pi- power of suggestion and hypnosis to affect his enemies and such. But they're both um, eccentric millionaires. They both um, learned how... I believe they had tragedy in their past. They're very similar type heroes. All heroes. <laughs> Pulp so, oh, heroes
1: have some type of tragedy to their past.
0: Oh yeah. But I know I'm looking forward to this. I'm gonna have to tell um my other partner Kylan because he loves pulp heroes. So I know he's gonna be all excited about this.
1: Oh yeah, it's gonna be a lot of nostalgia.
0: So um, but we have one more before we get into our comic reviews, and that's and we had a trailer been- this week.
1: Oh I'm on the, um, on the website for this and I see there's another game that I can pre order. Uh oh. Well it, or two games, wow. Okay, let me let me not get distracted. Alright guys, video game fans, if you like anything similar to Mortal Kombat, well this is right up the alley for you, and plus if you've been reading the Injustice comic book series since uh, the first game came out, they're bringing a new Injustice 2 video game for all the fans. Now this is going to be another fight beat 'em up game, um, go out with your buddy or a computer or anyone online. Um, Injustice 2 is released from NetherRealm Studios, and um, Ed Boon has been Tweeting little encrypted messages about this for a while now, but that is a release date for this, and it will be later this year in May. I want to say there's no release date on here exactly. I'm just going for my memory. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, anybody can, you know, I thought it was RPG, May 17th, you know? I thought it was May 18th.
0: Uh, well, while you're talking, I will look it up.
1: Okay, don't. Well, Injustice 2 is, um, ah, provided that's a What's trailer. Everything good? Okay, on here? it
0: stopped. Let me, was that, what was that means. got mean? commercials playing in the background.
1: Ah, that happens. Yeah. Um, They released a story trailer for us. And the story trailer revealed a new villain. And this is going to be Brainiac. And also in the trailer, it revealed that we might get a DLC Well, we will get a DC, DLC villain. Ugh. Um, of Darkseid. Now, you can get the Ultimate uh, version for $99. To me, that just is a little too overpriced for my pocket. Or you can get the Deluxe version, which is for uh, $79. That's more up my alley. And you can, I guess, throughout the um, year... Buy any additional information, or you can wait uh, for digital just period and play it before everybody else. They don't gotta go to the store to wait just lay download. But they are gonna have uh, three different versions: the main one, deluxe version, and the digital deluxe version.
0: Now, did they now, say what comes with the deluxe version? Um, not on this article exactly. Oh wait, it says uh, here. Um, For additional $99, the Ultimate version will be available. This includes access to nine downloadable characters, two exclusive shader packs, um, Defender and Destroyer, um, which Mm -hmm. come along with three premier premier skins. Green Lantern, Supergirl, The Flash premier skins are available. Reverse Flash, should be. Uh, No, it just says The Flash.
1: Really? Oh,
0: okay. And it says applying the unique skins ultimately modifies the look of the character with their voices and dialogues. So right. all you get is new downloadable content. That's it for the extra hundred bucks. Yeah. See, that, a lot of yeah. times with ultimate editions, don't they usually put it, give you like a statue or something with it, some kind of they usually collectible? Usually they give you
1: some, a poster or a statue, some type of collectible item. Um, but not doing that with this, which is kind of weird for me. But I, I don't know. I guess from what we've seen with Moral Combat uh they were just putting out different content we had no idea what we were going to get at all so i guess they're saying hey you paid for this already just give you the characters it's going to be the same price um but now there are going to be a lot of characters you've seen from the first game comeback which are going to be aquaman bane batman um flash harley quinn green lantern hal jordan robin damian wayne well, he wasn't Robin, he was uh, Nightwing in this one, but Damian Wayne will be coming back, Superman and Wonder Woman. And as far as the new characters that we know so far, Atrosis, um, Brainiac, Blue Beetle, Jamie Rays, um, Darkseid, Deadshot, Gorilla Grodd, Poison Ivy, Supergirl, Power Girl, and there is the Reverse Flash um, DLC, I guess you can put on Flash. And also, they're bringing back how—or not how—Jordan John Stewart, but we did get him as an exclusive DLC for the other game. Um, but they're bringing him back for another DLC. So I guess he's—he wasn't official on the real game. He was not in the main story. Maybe in this one we might get him in the main story somewhere. But so far that's all we know of new things we're getting. I cannot wait to play Brainiac though. That's going to be very very fun. And I'm so curious on what other characters we're going to get because we're supposed to be well, getting about four characters in this whole game.
0: Yeah. Well, you remember there's also a couple of um non-DC characters that are in this game too because Sub-Zero and Swan are supposed to be in it and then I guess Red Hood is rumored to be in this at some point too.
1: I I think they're gonna from what I've seen they're gonna put the Red Hood that was in um uh Arkham Knight okay now um I'm wondering if we're still I know we're gonna get Sub-Zero I know that's gonna happen um but I'm still now more curious on the spawn thing because we haven't heard anything in the trailer, we haven't seen any pictures, no mention of him at all. So I don't, think,
0: take, I don't think he's going to be part of the story. So that all this right now we're getting a story information. This is just going to be a character that you can play in the uh, multiplayer mode,
1: which would still be fun. And being a spawn, he could take down a couple different characters I know mm-hmm. pretty easily. But um, yeah, that's uh, what's happening with um, the Nether Realm and DC comic books right now. I can't wait for this. It will also be released um, on May 16th for PlayStation and Xbox One. Uh, just like its predecessors, it will be a free to play on free play mobile app on the iOS or Android. Um, the digital deluxe edition uh, for the DLC as uh, Ken was saying, going to include Power Girl premium skin uh, and the ultimate edition to include DLC characters for Reverse Flash and John Stewart and Power Girl premiere skin. That's okay. what I heard. Okay. So I guess at the end of the day, guys, you're going to get. It depends on how much money you want to pay. If you pay for the regular game, of course you're going to get what comes with that. Um, If you pay for $79, you're going to get things that's going to also come with the $99 uh, Deluxe Edition. Um, It's up to you how much money you want to spend on this. But um, like I said to me, this is a little bit overpriced, but it's definitely going to give you a lot of gameplay uh, for your friends and everything. And I'm pretty sure you can play online with somebody. So, uh, the pre-order features also is something I'm just thinking about pre-ordering the first game and then just buying everything else as it comes out. Because we know even if you get the regular version, everything that's on the deluxe edition will come out to, um, your on-game stores if it's with PlayStation or Xbox. So, yeah. well,
0: just in time, where,
1: you will have everything.
0: Yeah, this is one I'm probably not going to pick up myself. One, I don't have a um, PS4 or a um, Xbox One yet. But yeah. also, I'm not a big fighting, fighting game fan. But, um, our friend Andy, is and he's got the big giant fifty inch TV. That we'll I'll probably be there a over. couple times.
1: Yeah, I need to bring all my fighting games over there with him because that's all I really like is fighting. He's got games. a
0: lot of those already. Oh man, I gotta play with them then. He has, it, I just, know he has a bunch name. of the other ones. Yeah.
1: Oh shoot! Yeah, I gotta come over
0: there. <laughs> I wonder if he so, uh, has the. I wonder if he has a Mortal Kombat XL. Probably. He seems hmm. to like the fighting games too. So.
1: Sweet, I know he's probably got well, street park.
0: When you'll have to, maybe you'll come over and hang out when we do the Let's Play with Kylan and myself and Cam and um, CJ.
1: Yeah. Oh God, CJ.
0: No, Glenn. I don't know. Do you Glenn think we're gonna be go. able to get Glenn over to Green?
1: <laughs> um. Yeah. That's. Yeah. You're right there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's actually I think most of our news for this week. Mm-hmm. So that means we get to actually do some reviews for. These are um. Rebirth Comics from January 11th, 2016, and we actually have six books on the list. Three of them we're going to give just quick overviews because there's some, a couple cool things that happened in them, but it wasn't most of them were not earth-shattering.
1: Yeah, it wasn't nothing too big. It, it uh, progressed the story with DC. Just, it, once we uh, tell you guys, you'll see where we're coming from. Uh, which one did you want to start off with first?
0: Uh, why don't you start off with number one? This is the one you put on the list. All right. That's the first one that was on top of my stack too, so I'm glad I remembered. Yep. Well <laughs> um, it's mine also, but that's because I reset the stack to match the um, list we have here. Ah.
1: Okay. Um this is Red Hood Outlaws. Um just gonna go over this quick. Red Hood winds up beating Black Mask. Uh everything that he programmed his mind with uh Bizarro to link them. As Red Hood told him, you do never ever want to link your mind with a clone Kryptonian. Uh, you'll see too much that your little human mind cannot take in. Even though Bizarro is known as being stupid, he is a Kryptonian, and everything that's happened in super, with Superman, he still has that mind in, in his body. So uh Red Hood, not Red Hood, I'm sorry, Black Mask basically goes into a coma, and we don't know when he's going to come out of it, but pretty sure he'll come out of it eventually. And Red Hood um, could have saved him. Black Mask asks him, please help me, I can't take all this, my brain can't take it. He says, you think I'm going to save you? <laughs> you got nothing coming to you. Why would I do that? This is probably worse than death. Um, well, since that happened, Bizarro's free. Artemis um, doesn't have to keep fighting Bizarro now. And Red Hood has a new team. They may not like each other as much as we would want them to, but they definitely see that there's a benefit of all of them teaming up together. And now this mm-hmm. is going to be your dark trendy full of anti heroes. And it well, seems like they're beginning to like each other towards the end of the book, even. Yeah.
0: Well, the cool thing here is. Um Red Hood points out to Black Mask what the difference is between himself and Batman. He said straight up, the one thing he learned from Batman, but that Batman doesn't do very often, is that, um, he made a promise. He will not kill. Yeah. But that doesn't mean he has to save. And honestly,
1: it sounds something stripped right out of, uh, the dark. What is that? Uh, Batman Begins. Remember yeah. when, uh, al Ghul was on the train? He says, Oh, you don't kill? He says, No, I don't, but it doesn't mean I have to save you. <laughs> exactly.
0: And the cool thing um, is they have, um, when he's doing that he actually has the cure for the techno virus that um, is linking Bizarro and oh, yeah, Black right. Mask he just kind of smashes the cure and says you know what hand. you're on your own Yep.
1: Um, you forgot who I am really I'm Red Hood I'm not Batman
0: mm-hmm. um, now, the- what, what's interesting I just was flipping through and I remembered when they're finishing up this battle they show someone uh, and it, you know it's on purpose because they show Black Mask and um, Bizarro standing side by side and someone clicking a picture so, you know, if they actually put, drew that in yeah. there, that has to mean something later on down the line. Now, who is this that was photographing the battle? And then they show, um, later on, a wall of, um, someone was actually, um, linking all these characters together. Uh, the and it three. actually has a headline called Dark Trinity. Yeah. It says, I love it. So, who is that and what are the they, heck heck why is he following is. these three?
1: Yeah, this is someone I have no speculations over at all. Maybe if I looked more at the pictures here, but it still wouldn't be anybody I know of that would want to go through all this just to hunt them down. Um, but later on, we'll definitely got to come back in some other books. We'll reveal a little bit. Uh, we get Jason Todd meeting up with Bruce Wayne. I'm just calling Bruce Wayne, not Batman, because he took off the cowl. and. He tells him, I'm not like you. I don't like all this Law and Order crap. Batman has one of the most. Anytime Batman laughs, it's creepy. It's yeah. just it's scary. You don't ever want to see Batman smiling that much. He looks like Joker underneath a mask. Um, He tells him, do you remember all the nights we had together? I break into places. I steal things for my own usage. I am not about Law and Order. I just want justice. So he's wrong on that. He said, all, all the nights you were a Robin, I can't believe you just now never realized that. Um, but by the way, they share a burger by the end of all this. And because this is a dark trendy, we have the regular trendy with Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Batman approves saying, um, We already have so many heroes, Jason. Maybe we can use a few outlaws. So he's perfectly fine with there being a dark trendy. As long as they don't go slaughtering people, mm-hmm. um, Batman's completely okay with this. And if, we ha- if he has approval for one of the trendy members to have a dark trendy, then he's in the clear.
0: Yeah well the interesting thing is they finish finishes up with a couple pages of what actually happened to black mask yeah he went right he's definitely uh in a what would you call this like a a a vegetable like state yeah he's basically uh, um sitting in a chair doing nothing and the thing is Batman had t- asked Jason okay what did you do with black mask he kind of just disappeared off the face of the earth well Jason made a delivery you remember ma Gunn earlier in the comics that um Jason had lived in her orphanage for a while well right. She has a That's... new charge to take care of.
1: And I just want to say from the facial feature that Black Mass is giving, he may not be able to do anything for himself, but he can still think. Oh, he yeah.
0: is looking at this lady like, once I get out of here, I'm to leave my bare hands. <laughs> <laughs> so she, he is still around, and Ma Gun and he's sitting right beside the window where he can watch the bat signal and everything else. Mm-hmm, as he is and not Ma Gunn is the, feeding him.
1: And he's not going to be a criminal overlord uh, of Gotham for a while now.
0: So that was Red Hood and the Outlaws number six. Let's move on to Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps number twelve. Now, yeah, some good I would say some really uh, nice little
1: Easter eggs popped up in this one.
0: Oh yeah, well, so for old school um Green Lantern fans, there were some huge geek out moments uh, and some spreads on some of these pages because this Besides- one finally after a, after Rebirth started, and I'm not sure how long ago it's been since they did this, actually has. The original four Green Lanterns of Earth working together, and there's a couple of spread pages that have all four of them in the page. I'm talking yeah, to Hal Jordan, well, John Stewart, Guy Gardner, and Kyle Rayner all working together.
1: Yeah, when do you think we'd ever see that? again? I gotta send you a picture, Ken, of uh, them in my closet. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the, this was uh, something I geeked out at. This made this my, this uh, panel made it my favorite comic book for the week. <sighs> I, I still love Just League Suicide Squad, but you can never beat having all four Green Lanterns together.
0: Oh yeah! So um, basically, we're fighting. We're still fighting Larfleeze. Uh, the lanterns are wait a minute. let me... No, the lanterns and the um, the green and the yellow lanterns are working together, fighting against all the orange um, lanterned avatars. Because the way Larfleeze does this is once you become an orange lantern, you always belong to Larfleeze. So you're basically right. kind of living in his ring. So he when he needs an army, he just creates an army with his ring.
1: And not just that. Once he kills you, that's when he – that's all yours or all his. Exactly. Uh, he's a greedy guy. If you've worked for him before, even in death, you're still going to have to work
2: for him.
0: <laughs> that is the worst contract signing ever. Exactly. <laughs> There's no getting out of this. No, it's not. So um, they're fighting against Larfleece. We get a couple pages of Hal and Kyle trying to and- – bringing Sayed and um, – and real, oh, real quick, what was her name? Hang on a second. Um, we have Sad and what's the other guardian that's with what?
1: them? You know, can that name has been leave? I don't know. When I first started reading this, I it kind of just went out of my head. Yeah, they didn't mention oh, no, no. her
0: too. Much. the fe- the female one. Um, oh, okay. Crud! What's um, that? The, the one that gave his Kyle his ring. Um, his ring, yeah. Well, Anthed. No, Anthed did say it. Thank
2: you. Okay, gee. <laughs> he was. Um, he actually
0: had a large part in the comics in the um, mid '90s when it came to Kyle Rayner. Uh, I didn't
1: notice this for the second page here where you get the Green Lantern's uh, light and Sinestro's might. I didn't notice that there's a little bit of yellow fade in the Green Lantern's letters and there's a little bit of green fade in the Yellow Lantern's. Oh yeah, um, I didn't which, pay attention to that.
0: Which could be oh, foreshadowing wow. something in the future.
1: I think this, I think they're gonna be working together completely now. A little I think bit this
0: is how established. So we get them coming across time, trying to get here. You have to still have to go back to fighting with the lanterns. It, with both Lander cores fighting the Orange, smashing everything, and then they find out, um, then we find out what John Stewart's full plan is, because there's one thing that Larflees has as a um, flaw. Everything has to be his. So he starts mm-hmm. smashing his stuff. He's not happy. So and they go that's around what and he's starts... afraid of, exactly.
1: is losing all of his collections. And who feeds off of fear? Mm-hmm. It's Nestro Corps. And okay. if they're working with the Green Lanterns, they... It's a good team-up. It's a great exactly.
0: team-up. <laughs> so they, both cores start smashing all the vials that contain all the stuff that Larfleeze has been collecting. Except, as they're smashing things, Guy Gardner picks this one up and has a little guy in there and starts to smash it. <laughs> and then that's when Hal Jordan shows up and says, whoa, 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 not that one. You look in this little vial that they won't let him smash and says, you don't want to smash that one. You keep it's, him on the shelf. It's the teenage Lobo from the New 52. Larfleet has it stuck in a
1: vial.
0: <laughs> and I had to zoom in on
1: that. I'm like, is that Lobo? Yeah, Did that's Lobo. Lobo. Yeah, leave him up on there. Don't smash him. We No one wants him getting out.
0: Well, and, and uh, Hal Jordan says, don't smash it. Trust me, it's better to have him on the bookshelf.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I thought that was great. That was a nice little uh, joke for everybody that uh, had their complaints about the new Lobo.
0: So it's interesting, though. That Does that mean now there's two Lobos in this universe? I mean, technically, there's two of almost every character here.
1: Well, yeah. Um, if you go back to their uh, rebirth origins, if we like them or not. That also meant for me. This is the way I thought of it in a good way. That still means there's a Superboy, Connor Kent, a Cassie, uh, Wonder Girl, Possibly. and Bart Allen running out there. Well, somewhere. no. Um,
0: I know Connor Kent was officially was killed in New 52. I mean, I guess it was definitive well, so too. Was, well, so was Superman.
1: Well, yeah. You, see, you know what I mean? So there, there's, there's
0: gotta be, there's, I think there's another version of
1: him out there somewhere now. But well, that's the, my, must be hoping.
0: The next page after he says to save Lobo, you get the spread that everybody would, most Green Lantern fans should be geeking out about huge. It oh, is yeah. the four I, of them together saying it's time to fight. They I'm put, they, this and they put Instagram the gang right back now. together.
1: <laughs> I'm putting this panel on there right now.
0: Oh, yeah. So, um, then all of a sudden you have all the Green Lanterns fighting, still smashing everything. Lar Fleece is getting beat down till finally he's like, you know what? I'm done. This is, a, um, I gotta get away before they smash everything.
1: Uh, by the way, here, we also get to see Lar uh thinks Brainiac betrayed him. He was playing this all along. Um, he tells him, no, I was programmed just how you wanted me to, by collecting everything and doing as you say. And he's like, liar! And he breaks Brainiac apart, by he rips his uh, head away and he says, now, not so quickly, Brainiac. You forget. You will always be mine. If I kill you, you will always be mine. So, him and the other constructs run a, run off, and, um, guys, like, get them back here. Don't let that mutt get away. Uh, and they're saying we've had too much for one day, and plus, there's not enough Green Lantern or Sinestro Corps members to, uh, stop them like that. We need yeah. to have a whole nother enemy, and plus, you, or a whole nother fleet, and plus, you don't want to fight. Lara Freeze on a day he has nothing to lose.
0: Yeah. Well, also in um as Lar Freeze is leaving, he gives a command to all Orange Lanterns. Get my things back.
1: So, he's going to be busy doing that for who knows how many issues. I think we won't see Lara Freeze for a while or Brainiac. Yeah. I'm really curious on what's going to happen with Brainiac though.
0: It's well, Brainiac this version of Brainiac is now part of the Orange Lantern ring. Well, Yeah. I wonder how for how long though. And you said
1: this version of him. So, there could still yeah, be Yeah, well, you know Brainiac. there's
0: Brainiac has multiple versions of his programming running around.
1: You know what? I think I'll make this picture uh, our picture for when we put the... Uh, which one? The show up. Uh, the Green Lantern fight, with okay. all the members in there, so I'll wait before I post that.
0: Cool. Well, then we get back... Um, what is it? Um, not Tomari. Um, uh, planet... Tomar Ex- 2. Xander. Yeah, we get back yeah, to the, no. um, Tomar 2's planet of um, Zudar, and they've released the city and let it come back to full size, and... Um, Tomar two goes back to his mother because earlier we find out that his mother is not happy with him being a lantern because that's what had killed his father, Tomar Ree. Right. And um, they, he tries to make up, and she said, she talks about how she understands why he has to be a lantern and why the need is there, but it doesn't mean she has to be happy with it. And Hal Jordan gives him, um, and so he's about to leave all leave it as is, and Hal says, wait a minute, no, you have to make up with your mother on this because um, kind of forever, very similar to Tomar two he idolized his father. He became a fighter pilot because of his father, and his mother never forgave him for that.
2: hmm
0: And um, Tomar, two asks him, well, th- did you ever actually make it up to her? And Hal says, no, I ran out of time. So she had died before they buried the hatchet on that. And he says, the difference is, you have time to fix this.
1: And then he asks him, well, when's the best time to do so?
0: <laughs> now. Now. Don't wait. Yeah. So then the next page, you have um, the... How or not Hal Jordan, John Stewart, and um, oh, brain fart.
1: And let me. I'm going back to it now. I was trying to find Sinestro's so daughter. I, it. I keep
0: forgetting daughter. her
1: name too. I, I, Larry, keep forgetting her name too. You're not
0: the only one. Yeah.
1: Um, well,
0: they found out they work really well together. Um, and she's very trying well. to, huh? I said very well together. They're like the same character, just on uh-huh. different sides of the fence. And they found out that the land, the corps. She's trying to change the image of the Yellow Lantern Corps. Everybody looks at it as an impressive, all about, um, it is all about fear, but it's all about oppression and control through fear. Well, she's trying to change that, and is it Sarnak?
1: Yeah, and I was about to say that, too. Yeah. <laughs> but um,
0: Sinestro ruled through fear. With Sinestro gone, she's in charge of the Yellow Lantern Corps. She wants to change that and um, show that it could be a force for good also. Right. So um, the two of them have realized that, you know what, the Yellow Lanterns and the Green Lanterns could work together as one corps.
1: And they shake hands in the most awesome way once they say one core. Uh, you see, once again, the yellow transfers into green, and the green is transferring into yellow. Exactly. That- and that's when uh, you see the other lanterns of Haljor and Kyle and Guy say, We're doing that now? <laughs> <laughs> so um, so it looks like everything's yeah. all yeah. good again. Yes, and I'm so happy about that. I'm really happy with uh, seeing Sinestro Core and Green Lantern Core team up again, because... Sinestro was a Green Lantern, so there's no reason why Sinestro Corps can't work alongside the Green Lantern Corps. I mean, we had it with the Blue Lantern, the um, Pink Lantern, the Indigo Lantern. So the only ones that seem like they don't want to stay with them are the Red and Orange. Yeah. But um, that was uh, how you Jordan Green Lantern Corps. Mm-hmm.
0: And the next one we're going to do a quick review on is the Titans number 7.
1: Oh, I love this one. This, Well, of course, Titans are like my favorite comic book. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> this has basically um, two storylines running or actually three storylines running at the same time in this book. Yeah, it is. It felt like they,
2: did
1: this feel like this could have been on the CW, Ken, or was that just me as I was reading this? I'm like, hmm. Kinda. It seems like they could really make this into a show. It felt like I was reading something from Arrow or Flash.
0: Well, remember, uh, um, there, there's a reason that um, TNT for a while was trying to develop a Teen Titans TV series.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't have wanted it on TNT. I would have liked it better on the CW, honestly. Yeah. Especially, uh, the thing about that, too, I'm getting a little bit off track here, but they've shown a lot of the Teen Titans and Titans now in a lot of the shows for Supergirl, um, Flash, and Green Arrow. Yeah. So there's definitely hope. They in could still, it. in it's the Berlanda
0: universe, put together a Titans team. Oh, yeah, right. they could.
1: Um, I'd like to see Arsenal come back in there, Roy mm-hmm. Harper, and we get the other Speedy, too. But anyways, to get into the book now, uh, some giant monster in, um where where is this? Exactly Manhattan. Uh, Manhattan, New York. Six weeks later, what we've seen in uh, Teen Titans issue number six. Yeah, remember so when, they
0: in, um, when they looked in when uh, they looked in Cadabra's mind? He had one word. It was Manhattan. Manhattan. Now, so I'm they took sure it they, as something's going to happen in Manhattan. Yeah, and as we're taking it, they're talking about Doctor Manhattan.
1: There's uh, there's no way they're not. But the Titans are trying to be on the right path here, but they're not. They're a little wrong. But well, they'll probably find out somewhere and make this Manhattan there. Main stay home.
0: Oh, at, um, at the end of this, I think they don't have a choice. No, they don't, especially with everything they're doing. That new, the, t- the new Titans Tower is beautiful. Oh, it is. I didn't expect it to look like that. But we'll
1: get to more description of that later on. Um, but you have uh, Troya, um, Flash, and Arsenal taking down this monster and everything, and they do, but they're arguing between Wally and, and um, Roy because saying, hey, I'm trying not to break anything for collateral damage, and you're just going to uh, knock them right into the street. He says, where else would I spell knock At least he's in the street. He didn't go through a building and they're arguing and Donna's trying to calm them down. Nothing's working. But this is something I really thought was pretty cool. Uh, she goes to the, the uh, population and the crowd and she says, okay, everything's good here, folks. No need to worry. She says, where the Titans? They're like, Titans, weren't you guys the teenagers? So they do remember them being a thing now.
0: But yeah, they, they know they the name the Titans. Stock- they just don't know about the adult versions.
1: Right. They, did, they thought it was the only Teen Titans. And as right now, they don't know anything about Teen Titans yet. They're still trying to uh, figure out everything. But uh, we get Big Boy Blue in the sky. He lands down and says, oh, I heard uh, something when I was in a different town. I was going to come here to help. But it looked like you guys got it all wrapped up. Um, and then he says, oh, hey, Wally, I haven't seen you in a while. And they're like, wait a minute. You remember me? So Superman speeds off and says, you want to have another race? Then Wally goes speeding right off after him. And uh, you have... Roy and uh, Donna, like, what the heck just happened? It was Superman here, and now they're gone. So, Wally and Speed, Wally and Speed, I'm sorry, Wally and um, Superman are speeding up, and they're having another race. But not nothing for any charity or nothing, just a personal little run around. Exactly. Now you get back to what we are going to call the new Titan Tower. Um, this is the other team of the Titans with Nightwing, um, Omen, and uh, Tempest there. With a realtor talking about all the issues they need to go. No, through no, that's paper. a lawyer.
0: I'm sorry, lawyer. That's their new, the new lawyer for the Titans. Wait, when did Tempest grow a beard? Uh, <laughs> okay. Does he have a? No, well, yeah, he has a little goatee. Little. Yeah, a little. I didn't think he
1: had nothing at all. Okay. Um. Well, they're going with the lawyer. Uh, all the all the utilities they need to do. Well, this is. The they said they this they was.
0: They said this was six weeks later, so he's had time to actually grow in a little bit of a goatee. He did. He did.
1: It was. It's been time
0: because on the other cover he barely has a little afro shout. It, it looks good on him too. Yeah, it does. I want him to keep that. That's something unique.
1: I wonder if they're doing this because of what's going on with Jason Momoa. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, they're uh, going through everything. They go to their hangar and says, "Oh, we have Invisible Jet." And they're like, "Invisible Jet, I don't see anything here. Is nothing there?" Well, we have friends the Amazons, and they say, "Hold on, give us a second. Press the remote, and there's a ship right there." She's like, "Oh no, I need to do more paperwork."
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the whole it's like the whole point of the storyline with um, Nightwing and his lawyer is how much paperwork it's going to take to actually establish the Titans legally in uh, Manhattan. Uh, now they're
1: uh, running around the world uh Wally and uh, Superman and he's saying, wait, please stop. Let's just talk. Clark, you remember me. No one else really remembers me. He says, really? Huh. I, well, I guess that's weird. I never forgot anything about you. And they're going over all the memories they had, basically pre-52 of everything. And, since,
0: Well, the interesting thing is, it's like, um, he talks about, um, Clark says, I know how it's what it's like to um. remember a different world and Wally asked him before time was edited and Clark knows yeah. nothing about that he says I don't know before anything about edited, edited but yeah. something weird is definitely going on so yeah. this is well, a he, little teases to Rebirth
1: right this is everything that happened because remember this Superman was not part of New 52 he came in after Rebirth and this is what launched Rebirth to being so successful in my opinion was having another Superman No, or, he, was, older Superman. he was here before Rebirth but there was
0: two Supermen on Earth at that point was, I thought that was still taking place in the other world no that all the Lois okay. and Clark stuff were all was here on here. our Earth. Okay. Well, um, since there were
1: the two, he was the one from the other world that didn't know anything really about this whole time editing. He just knows he's not his main world.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, Wally
1: has not even been here whatsoever. He's been stuck in some type of uh, Speed Force time loop. And now, since they're both back on the Earth, they remember at least with the same um, friends they remember. But things are a little different. He says, well, Linda doesn't love me anymore. She doesn't really remember me. And Clark's basically telling him, is she worth it to start all over? He says she's definitely worth it, but some it just feels so wrong to rebuild. And he says, well, he says, I know you're lucky to never lose Lois. And he says, yeah, I have a son now. He's like, a son? (laughs) When, When did that happen? He said, well, I guess things really have been going well for you. And it's been a very long time since they've been able to talk and run together. And after they figure out... Um, we need to probably have a little bit of a partnership. When if we find out anything new with this whole uh, rebirth storyline, they'll tell each other. So now Wally has somebody to go to, as Superman has someone to go to. And if we, if you remember right, I think Wally and
0: um, Superman had a better friendship than what Bart and Superman did. Am I wrong? Oh yeah. Well, you gotta remember Superman was around when uh, Barry died, and right. um, when Wally became Flash, they right. were working together is- on the on the Justice League for a while. Right, and this isn't
1: Kid Flash, this is still Flash. There are two Flashes in the Rebirth. We yes. have Barry, and now we have Wally, which and is And two awesome. Wally Wests. That's really weird. <laughs> hey, what well, if we did this? We had two Flashes, then we get uh, two Wallies, and now we need to have
0: two Kid Flash, or maybe an Impulse. Just make an Impulse. but yeah, I think we need that to that bring would... back an Impulse. Yeah, that would be yeah. sweet. I don't know about anybody else, but I l- I liked that the Impulse title back in the 90s. It was fun. I did too.
2: When they there was made enough
0: him... comedy in it that it made it just fun to read.
1: Yeah, when they made him actually Kid Flash, I'm like, I guess we needed a Kid Flash, but I really didn't mind Impulse. I didn't mind that at all. No. Um, but now we go into dying. This kind of gets off topic of stuff that's really not anything important going on. Well, like this so goes we... into the third
0: storyline. Goes...
1: Yes, we get um Donna and Roy secretly have a crush for each other but neither one wants to actually tell the other it's just going to be a little thing that's been going on since the early comics too um they're just walking having something at the diner and he has his goggles off because that's his only disguise he has and once he takes it off you do tell ask him you're not afraid of no one finding out who you are he says no one knows who i am i'm just here with another amazon
0: I'm like hey who's yeah. that guy with?" <laughs> well no the way he said it was no <laughs> one was in that- this place is looking at me or that, that's, yeah. That's the way he and, put it, insinuating and then, uh, that everybody's looking at
1: her. Right, and then that's when they say behind her, who's that guy sitting with Wonder Woman? She's like, I guess that's flattering. <laughs> but um, he says, that was nice for a first date, da-da-da, and they're walking. She's like, a date? What well, do you call that a date? He said, well, of course not. It really wasn't a date because, believe me, you would know if it was a date when you go out with me. <laughs> um, and they're just going around talking a little bit, and he's just running off at the mouth. And she says, I know you look at me and the way you look at me. And he says, honestly, a guy like me saying a chance with a girl like you, I just have my high hopes for it. And then she kisses him on the cheek and he goes speechless for a little bit. And she says, I didn't know I had the power to keep Wally or keep uh, Roy Harper quiet. And she goes off. Now we're at Meta Solutions. This is a new building. I guess, uh, Mal Duncan and, uh, what's her name? Is her name Karen? Karen Duncan? Um, it- Yes, yes. Mal and Karen Duncan. This is... Which is Bumblebee and... Uh, um... He has so many different names. What is he in this no, one? No, the one, is
0: one is he... um, Harold? Robert... He's it Harold in this one, right? Harold. Yeah. Okay. And it's interesting so to see... he's been Harold, he's been Guardian, and he's been Vox. Well, because... since I've um, just finished reading Titans Hunt, it's cool to see that these characters are actually still going to be part of Titans. Yeah, I was wondering about that, because like I said, I, they should, and um,
1: I'll pull up a... Bring my comic books out, Can I've got to send you a picture. It was him. Bumblebee, like I said, Joker's Daughter, Wally, the other Teen Titans. These were like the main older group of the Teen Titans that we got. Okay. That's why I thought it was kind of weird to see some of them in the Teen Titans, but
0: um, they're still focusing on the first team. Well, what I'm wondering also Excuse me. is seeing these two in here, are we mm-hmm. going to get Caveboy in here also? I, think, I really think at
1: some point we're going to get every single um, Titan that was in the beginning in here. But for now we have Mal and Duncan, and I'm trying to look up this uh, – this character right here, he's a part of the Teen Titans uh, villains that were back in the old days, and he's coming back. Um, it's the guy with the brain. Oh, I try to find his name right now. Give me a second. Oh, I, you I, go oh the a, guy with the brain—that's
0: oh, Simon. Was that just? He didn't have a. He no. Have a, he's just known as okay. Simon. Just oh, Simon. Okay. Uh, he's a, he's well, a psionic. He's a um, telepath and all that telepath, stuff.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, they go into the building. I guess they're going to have some type of job interview or something. Uh, no, this looks like what it is. Talk to the other man. Yeah, to help this meta humans.
0: The way this, the way to talk about this, and the way it seems is, this is a place where if you discover you have meta abilities, they help you discover what those are and how to deal with them and things like that. Which
1: uh, in this case, not good. Uh, well, not if, if Simon's running it. Right. If Simon's running this, this whole meta thing is an easy way for him to have access to getting meta humans tampering with them, maybe taking their powers, taking away their powers for his own good, or just to get rid of them completely. So he's got some type of evil agenda up his sleeve and do not trust him. Um, but now we go back to Titans Tower and Wally comes back. He runs there and the lawyer is like, oh man, we're getting more heroes. Then we see uh, Superman flying down to meet the Titans, the rest of them. She says, you know what? I've had enough superhero stuff for one afternoon. I'm leaving and going home. <laughs> and then we get one of the best shots of all, all weekend comic books, Titans Tower. This is a beautiful, beautiful picture.
0: And it was cool earlier in that um, t- thing they're talking about how um, they said the design of the building, because the Atlantean Corps of Engineers had actually built this building for them, or grown it organically out of like a coral-type substance. So it only took six weeks to build it. Ah, but so it, it um And it said Wally actually came up with the idea of what the tower should look like.
1: Probably because he's the only one to have a, a good idea of what it used to look like.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a modern version of the old Titan's Tower, the Big T. Mm-hmm. And it's Perfect. sitting in um, New York Harbor, right off Manhattan Island. I
1: would love to visit there. I always, I would always ask my mom, and still do sometimes. Where do you want to uh, spend a night at? Titan Tower or X Mansion?
0: <laughs>
1: Titan Tower is really awesome.
0: Yeah. So that's the uh, that was Titans number seven. We got a little bit of Rebirth stuff. We got extending the Titans, making them a little bit better, or um, giving us a little bit more story. But the next three all kind of go together this week. As they have yes. for the last couple weeks, and we've only got one week or two weeks left of this. One week if you're Sadly, buying them currently, but two weeks worth of run. shows that is going to talk about this.
1: This was such a great run. I'm a little sad about it.
0: Oh yeah. Well, no, we're going to get more stuff out of it because we got to remember Justice League of America spins out of this.
1: But you won't. We're not going to get to see uh, Justice League and um, and Suicide Squad together.
0: <laughs> they, they'll team up. This is DC Comics. Everybody teams up with everybody at some point.
1: True. And How do you I think Harley
0: and Wonder so. Woman are B- BFFs?
1: Yeah, that's right. They did bring them back. It's just—I'm—I'm enjoying this so much right now.
0: <laughs> well, the first one we got is Vixen Rebirth Number One from Justice League of America, and basically we're given a new an origin story for uh, Mari McCabe, which I don't remember if this is anything like her original origin story. Yeah, but I, I want to say
1: something similar. They might have switched up because I don't know too much about Vixen's uh, origin. I know her about her more as a character, but from what I've seen in a read up on her in the old comics and what we've seen in new. Uh, show animated series on the CWC, this is probably still the main origin. She had a family overseas. But she's a model. The, yeah, and then she gets the totem that was in her family's name, and she puts it on, and she becomes Vixen, same. Exactly. But, so we um, got a little bit more uh, in-depth here.
0: Yes. Well, we started off, it says, years ago, and it, and what it is is someone's describing, basically telling the backstory for Mari McCabe. She talks about how she was an orphan that grew up on the streets. Um, she inspired a bunch of magazines. She became a supermodel and an advocate and, um, a reality TV star and all these things. And then, um, this is a like tabloid type show called impossible but true with Angela Chen is where she's the guest on it tonight. It says, um, we know you've been working on uh, with all the, um, animals overseas, making sure that they don't go extinct and all these things. But what people don't know about is your, um, programs to help inner-city kids with after-school programs. And um, Mari talks about how she loves these after-school enrichment programs, and she's helped all these thousands of kids, and it's how so great. And um, then Angela Chen brings out, well, we have a surprise guest to tell everybody how well your programs are doing. And they bring out this little girl who, um, she asks, well, um, can you tell us about your experience with Mari and your program? And the girl says, well, I wish I could, but she's never been there. We, um... It, my mom went missing and I've been emailed and everything else and you've never replied back to me or anything else almost it makes it look like she really doesn't care about the program she just kind of started it and let it go
1: yep just for money
2: Mhm.
0: so uh, then they show Marietta an apartment and everybody's trying to get a hold of her being the um, supermodel and all that stuff and she um, she kind of makes a decision and goes in a vault in the in the house underneath the floor and finds pulls out a kind of recognizable totem then we get a flashback to when she was a child in Zambezi and uh, um we find out her father was actually a Christian um pastor in Zambezi um and uh, her mother was killed and her father gives her the um totem and tells her that this is your mother you needed to ha- you should have the tantu totem your mo- your mother was meant to give it to you herself but she died well, she before could. she could do it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And at that point you hear gunshots outside and um then that's it for there. Then we go back to Manhattan, years after that, um, I would she, say that.
1: I don't think those were gunshots. I think that was just him knocking, someone, someone knocking on the door. Someone pounding on the door? On the door. Really, okay. really hard. Well, um, oh, this is in Manhattan, too. I don't know why I did yeah. not pay attention to that. Back in Man,
0: Then back in Manhattan, <laughs> she's talking to, I believe it was her, um, her assistant or someone, and says um, he's got to address or the address they, that she asked for. And he asked, are you really going to do this? You don't even ride the subway, usually. She says, "I know, but this is something I've been putting off for too long." and she put touches the totem and you get a picture of all the different animals around her, and it says, yeah. "Let's connect." and then and she starts using the um and basically the next couple of um, pages is her using the animal powers to start investigating this mother's disappearance and so she's using like the bear to sniff stuff out the um, eagle to fly over um, she finds out who this is and um, investigates the apartment and ha- gets a sniff. Of um for a trail, she follows the trail out out of town to a warehouse-looking thing with a guy with a mask and a lot of cages with people in them. Then we kick back to Zambezi again. That
1: yeah, I was saying interesting. Now, did you do you think she might have uh, tried this on before and just forgot everything because it was like, wow, you're doing really well for putting the trying this out for the first time.
0: I don't think this is the first time she's wore the totem. Yeah, but it may I, be the yeah. first time she's wore it to help people. Mm, okay. So um. And then uh, you go back to Zambezi to the church, and the door still being knocked. It's like, um, tells the Reverend, don't make me have to wait. And you find out it's, um, his wife's brother. It's Mari's uncle. He showed up to get the totem. He says, I know why you're here. The, um, he said, the Tantu totem is my right. Now, remember in the animated series, isn't it her sister that's basically doing the same thing? Yes. Yeah. It says, Hey, this is, this should be mine by rights. I need this. So it's a very similar story. They're um, arguing back and forth, and um, during the argument, the uncle shoots her father. At that point, she takes off out the back door and starts running. So her father and mother are both dead. Um, Then we kick back to Manhattan here, and they're um, in this warehouse or sewer or something, and Mari is um, coming up against this guy named Spiderbite. Um,
1: Never heard of this guy,
0: by the way, either. Uh, they said, everybody said he was dangerous and he's been in prison for years, but because of the people who put him in prison, he lost his daughter. Um, so, wait a minute, let me see exactly what the storyline is. But basically, he's been kidnapping people and, um, she found, she has to save him, save them. And he says, no, these ones are mine now, these people. So they start, they basically have the big fight. Um, she takes him down. And then she frees all the people. The next thing we get is um, Mari dropping off the mother to the little girl who had who had char- told her about this. Then we get back to the uh, TV show again. It says, let's welcome her back, folks. This is Mari McCabe's first public appearance since her daring rescue of the hostages in the New York City sewers. Her announced, she announced or she's announced she's stepping back from the day-to-day management of her multiple brands. Uh, we all know want to know just what is she up to? So they talk back and forth, and, um, so uh, you say your new project embraces your heritage, and that people will see more of you than ever before. Um, what can you tell us, what can you tell our audience? So Mari says, it's more than a new project, Angela, it's a new mission, to reach the people who truly need me, and it starts with a new name, one I should have taken a long time ago. You can call me Vixen. And she's wearing the yellow and black vixen costume
1: that we all know and love.
0: Uh huh. So that's vixen rebirth, and it's continued in Justice League of America rebirth number one.
1: You got some good. That was a good one.
0: Oh yeah. And, I and say the we next have a two, little... you probably want to take on your. I mean, I'll help you out with them, but you got the next two.
1: Yes, next one. These next two actually, first one from Suicide Squad leads into what happens in Justice League versus Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. It's like a little prequel here. It goes back to what. um Amanda Waller's first ever suicide squad team, how they uh teamed up together, how they worked with each other barely, and her evil intentions to keep them hush hush. So um there was a little war going on here. Now which country was this again?
0: Um it's a well it's just like DC Comics, it's a fake country called Jane Sun. James' Sun, <laughs> like James Sun uh, an island north of the or in the north of the North Pacific.
1: And this is where there's a little problem going on over there, where Amanda Waller says, you know what, we need some people to go in there that have abilities that they're expendable. Basically, that's it. They're just expendable. So we go back to Belle Reve Penitentiary in Louisiana, and this is several years ago. We get Rustrum. Now, he is the field commander. He is what Rick Flagg is to the Suicide Squad now. We have um, Emerald Empress. We have Dr. Polaris, Johnny Sorrow, and Lobo. And we get some type of robotic, skinny, slim-looking dude in the background that no one really knows what his powers really are and why yeah. is he there. He doesn't really know why he's there, honestly. <laughs> um, and she's telling them, hey, we guys need to go over there and do this and take down uh, take down those forces so they don't uh, cause any more war to yeah. the, or the villages over there.
0: Well, what it is is they said um, Jang Sung has somehow figured out a way to produce metahumans. So they have their own team of metahumans working for this totalitarian communist-type government. And
1: we don't need any more metahumans from what we already have.
0: Yeah. Especially ones that are fully loyal to this um, insane dude.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: There it is. He's Cyclotron. Is <laughs> yeah, I was good to that.
1: But I'm laughing at what's underneath it. Yeah. Redacted.
0: That's because everything's <laughs> now, redacted when it comes to this stuff.
1: Yeah. Now, I don't know if this means we get to see him in another issue of Suicide Squad or we get to see him in another Justice League uh, Suicide Squad. But... Um, he's redacted right now.
0: I don't think so. After what happens at the end of this,
2: we don't know. We have we don't know.
1: There could be some way. I don't know. Maybe. Um. Now we're on the island, and we have they have their own um metahuman team, and this is Island. Um. We all know him. He's an Island. He looks like an Island. See. Okay, that's funny. When uh he's a speedster. What is this? He runs like a speedster. We have statue. Oh, I'm sorry, she runs like a speedster. Then we have statues, combined shell of beam, weapon of technology. Uh, we then have missile. You already met her, yet? We already met her, she basically flies off like a missile. Then we have growth. He can reduce, it. he can increase his size. But once the suicide squad gets there, they kind of have their way with them and take them out like they were nothing. I mean, there's heads getting chopped off, stabbing, gunshots. It, it's brutal. It, this is just sad and. Amanda Waller's looking like, oh, man, what's happened? They took them out like that. These guys are a little bit more scary than I think what she was promising. And they got the job done. But instead of doing um, what they are supposed to, they go in and they stop this weapon from ever making these guys into humans.
0: Well, before we get when to there, supposed to. before uh-huh. they killed all these villains, they killed one of the villains to start with, and like a 1,000 villagers died.
1: Yeah. not just. That's what's they're, making
0: Waller even say, wait a yeah, minute, like, what's going on here? Yeah, they, they killed have another of one. A slaughter. They killed another one, and a bunch of other villains or er, villagers died. Yeah. Somehow this, these um, new metahumans are their life forces linked to the people of the island.
1: Right. Which is really strange. Yeah. Um, now we go in, and they're supposed to destroy this weapon. But before they do that, what is that his name? again? Cyber? Cyclotron. Cyclotron. Cyclotron tells them, "Wait, before we destroy that." I have a proposition for all of us to make. You see how we're all use? they were using this to create metahumans. Well, what if we could use it too? And then it's when they're like, who's this little Trump talking? Don't, don't let him talk. They're like, but Johnny Starwood says, let him hear him out. Let him speak. Wall's lady that had no idea she was sent out here for, with the big guns. We call her her so-called suicide. We call her so-called suicide squad because we're all dispendable. We're all disposable. We're all expendable. No one really cares about us. If we die, we die. She doesn't care about us. So how about we use this technology to our advantage? And then you get the splash page of all their true fancies. besides Lobo. I don't see Lobos in here anywhere.
0: Yeah. Well, the interesting thing is the, the difference between this Suicide Squad and what it is now is they don't have the brain bombs in them. The whole thing was no, she was she was motivating them by giving them what they wanted. Lobo wants a whole big stack of cash. Um, a couple other ones wanted released from prison and things like that. He, she was trying to see what did they want and give that to them if they do what that she asks.
1: But these are, um, I'm surprised she didn't put a bomb in these guys' heads. Now you might be able to do this with the new Suicide Squad, let them go free will and just give them what they want. You can't do that with Emerald Empress, um, Lobo and the others like Johnny Sorrow. You're just gonna have a whole bunch of destru- destruction. Um, so once he offers this proposition to them, she starts thinking, "Rush them, take this guy down. He's he's bad. Or not take him down, but um, what is it?" Good for your country. Oh, yeah, do the good for your country and stop him from doing whatever he's doing. She said, Russian says, I'm sorry, um, but I have to follow my orders. So he tries to stop them as well. But it's too late because of Lobo. Lobo um says, look here. No one tells Lobo what to do. And uh, Waller, what is it for me to make me want to stop him from doing this? He says, I'll offer you more money. He's like, fair enough.
0: Yeah, she'll double his and, money if he does it. And he's like, wait, no, you
1: don't know what I'm here for. And then he's like, I'm just doing what I'm told to do. He had a – this was basically the Suicide Squad's bomb in their head was him. If mm-hmm. they betray them in any way, she knew she could get Lobo to uh kill him if he talked out of turn. So when you kill him, he has a bomb in his body that will – something like – um. Precipice. I think he is a bomb. Yeah, he is a bomb by himself. That's his power. He's there to be blown up if he dies. So when Lobo stabs him, Rustrum is more surprised than anyone because he was the one Waller should always trust. So the fact that Waller had a plan to kill all of them, including him being there or not, he's now pissed off at Waller. So when that happened, it, they all blow up, all the Suicide Squad. And this is something like you would see out of the Predator films when his bomb would detonate. And since everybody from the city seemed like they died, the only people there that she wanted gone were the Suicide Squad. But the funny thing is, everyone's dead, or no one else died except for um, the guy with the bomb in him. And the reason why these guys survived was probably because Dr. Polaris uh, put a sh- magnetic shield around to protect all of them. But now they are knocked out. She knew Lobo would survive, but she didn't think the other ones would. So she locks them all up in their own containment, um, the containment j- jail, really, for prison. And they're there for who knows how long. And Amanda Waller soon says to herself with a glass of wine in her hand, Hmm, maybe I should start putting bombs in these guys' necks to control them. Therefore, they'll always listen to me. And then that's when we go into our Justice League versus Suicide Squad. So Amanda Waller really screwed these guys. Um, yes, they did. They did not listen. Not saying they were in the right at all. But I felt bad for Rustrum because he was still her main guy. She he, that always listened to her. And the fact that she was gonna kill him too. Well, she just lost the main person of the Suicide Squad that probably will always be there for. Her and locked him away as well. She should have let him free. But she would have done that. He probably would kill her because he would still know she can't be trusted.
2: Huh. Yeah. Well, now well, in- I
0: did find out. I I found Cyclotron. Okay. Uh, oh, according did. to Wiki, hmm. he was originally created back in 1940 in Action Comics number 21 as a one-off villain for Superman. He was brought back in 1983 as a in All Star Squadron number 21, which was a reluctant supervillain for the Justice Society from the Golden Age. Oh,
2: I'm and looking, it says I've, I've his powers, seen him before.
0: Well, his powers at that point included superhuman strength and the ability to create atomic bursts of atomic energy. And a little bit of transmutation, a little bit of things like that. But maybe that's what they're using, that um, he is actually a ball of atomic energy, energy that dead. if you break his skin or um, start to kill, kill him, him, it releases the energy. It sets off an atomic bomb. I guess
1: they even made a DC 75-year um, anniversary superpowers uh DC Universe Classics toy. Cool. I, I know he looked familiar. Huh. No, I didn't think he was that important, so... He is, well, forward. it's not a
0: very long article here on Wiki, so...
1: <laughs> yeah, but, okay, I've seen him before. They did a lot better with improving him in the new comic book.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, um...
0: So, well, the last one we got for reviews this week... Yes, is just Libra, Suicide Squad,
1: issue number four. Now, you're getting the... What team was this called? The original Suicide Squad coming yeah. back with... um. Why do I want to? I want to call this guy Snapper Carr for some reason. I know that's not his name. I don't know why. What, Max Lord. Why am I, Thank you. Jeez. Uh, Maxwell Lord is leading the old Suicide Squad team into Bellariv to take down Just League and the Suicide Squad. And he didn't know that Suicide, or Just League was also there too. He says, oh wow, this must be one heck of a team up. I'm flattered. You got all these guys together just to stop us. He's the most character I've seen in a comic book in a long time, by the way. Um, you get, uh, them being greeted by Superman saying, Waller told us everything, Max, and we're not gonna let you do with it what you want. We're gonna have to stop you. And Lobo, I'm surprised you're letting, uh, Maxwell Lore control you. Now, this is in the second page, really, of where they're telling Lobo, you're being controlled,
0: dude. And he says,
1: No, no one can control the main man, Blue. Well, the nice thing is,
0: I hate Waller. The nice thing on this is, um, remember we were speculating last week, does, does Superman know Lobo right here? But oh, this yeah. obviously means Superman knows who Lobo is, or he knows Lobo, he's worked, he's fought against him and everything else. I guess
1: the thing that really calls Superman off guard is that Maxwell Lord is there before Lobo, because I guess he probably sees Maxwell Lord as more of a threat than Lobo.
0: Yeah, at the moment.
1: Um, Lobo you can deal with, you give him some cash, he goes away. Yeah, I mean, you can bribe him, Maxwell Lord can bribe Lobo, and that's really scary. Um, so you get um, Enchantress step up to the plate and says, you can't take me down like these other humans. I'm not of this world. And he says, oh, I know you're not Enchantress, but June Moon is. So he's now controlling June Moon instead of Enchantress. And this is ripping Enchantress apart, I guess, having both these minds in her that he's controlling while one is not of this world while the other one can be manipulated. is It's almost like it's killing her. It's like burning off her clothes at some point because she can't control. it's too much energy in her. But then um, the Green Lanterns detect another Lantern tech. And it's like, wait a minute, who the heck is this? It's Emerald um, Empress. Now, she does have Green Lantern technology from the future. And even though it's from the future, Green Lantern technology can detect other Green Lantern technology, I guess. So Simon goes in there, and he gets ripped to shreds almost. He just goes flying through these walls by the eye. Um, And then this is where Harley Quinn pops her bubble gum like, oh, crap, this is more serious than I thought. So Rick Flagg attends the Enchantress, and then you get to see Johnny Sorrow. He's going to take off his mask, but Captain Boomerang tries to stop him. And um, while this is happening, he tells them, I always have a supporting cast. I was locked away for years, and the only thing I had was these beings from the other world, and they want to get free, too. So he lets them free, and you see uh the other workers and soldiers in Belgrade try to contain the situation. Doesn't go well for them. Rustrum cuts them apart like literally cuts them in half hands going over heads it's brutal and he says forgive me my friends i understand you were loyal to all just as i was once but i'm doing this for the greater good you must be stopped and then this is where you get katana come in before he destroys the computer well, Yeah, um, they he it.
0: The, he's in the control room so if he destroys this computer it's going to release all the prisoners in Rev.
1: yeah and they don't want that <laughs>
0: no that's all the worst of the worst
1: and they might, and who knows, Maxwell Lord might be able to control all of them as well. Exactly. That might be why he wanted them out. Um, so, then you get Katana and her Soul Stealer sword. They go at it, and he's like, oh, I've heard of Soul Stealer sword. Uh, for a long time. Wait, let me see what, where he says this. And it's one of the worst, uh, sword, one of the worst swords in the world. And now we go back to Maxwell Lord and the other, uh, Justly members fighting these monsters and everything. Maxwell Orr getting deep down in the uh, bottom of Bell Rev, And then he starts talking and he sees his breath. So we all know who's coming up behind him is Killer Frost. Now, she is trying to freeze him to death and kill him because she knows what he is. And plus, she has orders from Amanda Waller. Um, He is still conscious so he can manipulate her to do what she really wants to do. He says, now, I don't control people. I just let them do with whatever they're hearts really want them to and i know you want to stop waller you don't like her you would like her to get what she's doing he's she's saying yes you're right then breaks him free and says i knew you'd see my way now you're gonna help me um now we're back here while they're dealing with everything and this is where you get the uh get yeah, a little bit more of dialogue between captain boomerang and the flash captain boomerang just slicing these guys out his boomerang throwing it at them, break, killing these monsters and flashes don't kill them. we don't know what they are and what danger we'll have if we kill them. He says, even Monster Splash, you don't want to kill them? He says, no, because we don't know the repercussions. And he knows everything about repercussions. Um, so he said, this is why the rogues and all the other villains say I have the easiest hero to deal with. So now you get uh, Lobo chasing after Amanda Waller and Deadshot, and they're blasting this guy for everything they got. They're shooting him, shooting him in the head, shooting him in the body. Nothing stops him because of his healing factor. And as he's getting ready to throw his chain at Amanda Waller, Batman comes in and knocks out of the way. He says, no one messes with... Um, the main man's freaking shot. So as Lobo's coming in there to destroy them, they all jump out of the way thanks to Batman, and he just breaks down uh the pathway that they were walking on, which I thought was really something of Superman.
0: Yeah. Well
1: you, gotta you remember get, uh, Lobo's
0: just about as strong as Superman.
1: Right. In my opinion, the best way I always say it, Lil Lobo was he's your perfect mixture between Deadpool and Superman. Yeah. Um now you get Emerald Empress uh shooting her beam of rays at Superman, which isn't doing too much to, toward him, he's basically just um, holding his own. But he would love not to have these rays blast him, that would be lovely. So you could um, Jessica Cruz comes up and stops her, and they're looking at this thing, they're like, wait a minute, you have this technology, they're trying to learn a little bit from it, and she's like, wait a minute, but you're a Green Lantern too, and all this energy is detected. But before they can do anything too major to learn what it is, you see Simon come back, and he makes a construct of a, a, a truck, and just smash it down on the eye, and it's beginning to crack. And this is where I start to now feel more empathy for um, the Empress. She holds the ring, and she says, Oh, no, we can't be trapped here. This thing can't be broken. We have to find her. We must find Saturn Girl. And she kind of just goes off like that into nowhere. We don't know what happened to her, but she's uh, teleported somewhere. Yeah, well, there's
0: there's another reference. Remember, a couple months ago, we saw we know where Saturn Girl is.
1: Right, she's in Gotham, uh, Arkham Asylum. She's in Arkham. Yeah. Um, So now I don't know if she's trying to find her to bring her back to the future to make everything right because I know she's a villain. So it can't be – she's not using this thing for good to find Saturn Girl. I know that. But I do want her to find her. Maybe she can bring her back to where she needs to be or at least reveal to the other heroes, hey, Superman, do you remember being Superboy? Do you remember the
0: League of (laughs) – Yeah. Well, interesting interesting also is they use this to tease what's coming up in Supergirl. Right, and then this goes back to what they were talking about with Jeff Johns
1: and um oh man, who was the other guy? Dan uh Dan Abnet with uh Stargirl and the leader. Yeah. So now since she's gone, we're not going to see what happens with we're not gonna see any more uh Emerald Empress for now. She's she's worried that her eye is gonna break and she needs that eye. And then this is where we say, Oh, you will uh wait, wait. Superman says, We'll deal with that later. We need to stop this and this is where you get a little box saying, Oh, you will Superman in the page of Supergirl. So we're going to have to pick that up to
0: know what's going to happen with this rebirth storyline. Yeah, I was going to drop Supergirl, and then I saw this, I'm like, crud. Well, I guess i got to yeah. keep buying it for well, now. Well, I've
1: been trying to keep up on what's happening with Superman or Superman, uh, Cyborg Superman and her. It's been pretty good, not the worst. It's just it's one of those combos where we have to sacrifice on if we want to keep buying it or buy other things. But mm-hmm. now with this, we're going to have to reevaluate what our list will be um now we get uh back to captain boomerang and the flash boomerang's about to die by some monster here because his uh boomerangs will not come back once he threw it at this beam, it got stuck in him he's like oh crap well that sucks death sucks i'm gonna die again but then you get uh the flash come out of nowhere he says you saved me don't worry if you don't tell the other rogues i won't deal and so it's gonna be between both of them now you are getting flags shooting these guys wondering where the heck is Katana because that's basically his own personal bodyguard. She's about to rustrum and he's coming for Captain Boomerang or Captain Boomerang. Um, Captain Rick Flagg now. Or Sergeant Rick Flagg. And before he can attack him, she uh blocks it with her soul steel sword and he says, You know my blade nothing can stop my blade And she says I'm counting on it. So she basically uses her own muscle and wheels it back on him and burns his face. We all wanna see what he's gonna look like. So Rustrum's down now. Then you get Johnny Sorrow teaming up uh to take down the team of Harley Quinn and Wonder Woman. He takes off his mask. Now, this is something I was telling you, Ken. I'm like, well, if he takes off his mask, this kind of reminds me of Medusa. Wonder Woman's dealt with that. She knows how to stop him. So um, Harley Quinn comes in and says, don't you hurt my bestie? Stay away from her. She looks right into his
0: face. Yeah, because remember, nothing if you look happens. At- if you look at her or at Giant Sorrow's face, it's supposed to drive you totally insane. Right. She's looking dead at it and she's like, "Oh, that's a cute face." <laughs> Kicks him. And then she's like, "Wonder Woman,
1: don't look." So she says, "I know, I've dealt with Medusa before." So she puts her um, braces up and it shows a reflection of Giant Sorrow and says, "I wonder what happens to your face when you look at your own face." He goes right back into where he came from. So he goes into whatever world it is and that also takes all the other uh, creatures that he <laughs> brought there with him. They go away. So they're taking down
0: this team pretty well, actually. Excuse me. Well, the interesting thing is, Harley looked right at his face and it seemed nothing happened. And that's when she asked him, How the heck do you look
1: into his face and nothing bad happened to you? She says, Oh, once you walked into one abyss, you looked at them all. No biggie. I love Harley because she's so insane, nothing fazes yeah. her. Seriously, it, I I don't know. Oh, man, Harley. Wow, you're scaring me. So she says, um, who am I kidding? We're the best of friends. We're better than the Wonder Twins. And then it's like, well, we still got a lot to take care of. So now we're dealing with Dr. Polaris. And he says, scream for me. He's taking down Aquaman, Killer Croc, and El Diablo real easy. They might die because it's just shards of metal going around the room, cutting them. And with all this manipulation of metal in their fields, we all have our own little electricity in us that he can manipulate. So then we get to Cyborg. And he says, you mean to tell me? A metal man is meant to stop Dr. Polaris. That's a joke. And then that's when Cyborg says, you must think I'm stupid or something. You think I would never uh, counter having magnets around me? Something to fix that? And since you're going to be the ultimate magnet, I got something for you. So he attacks him with his own magnetic field and takes down Polaris. Now there's just two more to go, but only one to go from the Suicide Squad original team. And that's Lobo. So you got Batman, Amanda Waller, and Deadshot still trying to stop him. And now Batman does not kill, but Batman also knows if you can't kill something, you can go all out because they'll just heal from it. Mm-hmm. So he tells uh, Deadshot and Wall, keep them busy. I got this. And they're like, you're leaving us? He says, keep Lobo busy. I got this. So Deadshot grabs the biggest gun, most brutal gun in Bell Rev and shoots Lobo with it. Um, the best way I can put this, I know I'm going over to the comic book, but if you all remember what Cyclops' eyes can do to things— that's basically what this gun does. So he blasts him with this big red beam of energy, and Lobo is torn to shreds. I mean, his jaw's hanging out, tongue out of his mouth, no arm, legs barely on his body. I mean, his he looks terrible. He looks worse than what Frankenstein would. And but yet he's he still kill. walking. Yep, he says, oh, that's the best you can have. It takes a lot to kill the main man. So he finally gets his chain around Manderwaller's Waller's throat, and he's getting ready to just snap it. That's when you get Batman comes out of nowhere... And he injects the detonation bomb that's in all the rest of Suicide Squad members' heads into Lobo's. He says, Well, was that supposed to be? That's just a brain bomb. Is that That's not going to scare me. He says, no, it's not supposed to, Lobo. Um, this is what Waller puts inside of all her Suicide Squad members' heads. And the only way to stop you, actually, for right now. Boom! Press the detonation. Lobo's head is gone. And then that's when uh, Deadshot says, damn, Batman, I didn't think you had it in you. But Lobo heals, so Batman didn't kill him at all. Just, you know, made him go sleepy for a little bit. Yeah. Um. And now this is where things come to head. Uh, Killer Frost has now led um, Maxwell Lord to that whole – now correct me if I'm wrong, Ken. Isn't this what they got in the first place in the first sui- – or the issue of the Suicide Squad
0: we just read? It might be, but it's a giant vault door. And um, we got before we get that. Batman says, "Okay, Waller, why are they really here? Because all they've done is basically tie up the Justice League and the Suicide Squad, and made, so they had no, um, nothing better to do at the moment." So this, this, um, um, Waller tells them, "It's a diamond containing an incredibly mm-hmm. powerful or incredibly malevolent power." I don't know if this is the same one they got from um, Russia, but it is crazy. I'm, I'm thinking, especially with the purple light too. I really think they were able to get it from there
1: and bring it back. And this is no, why that's it's such...
0: this is way too small. The so one they had got that was containing um, Zod was a no, pretty no, 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 big not, orb. No, no, not
1: Zod, not Zod, but the uh, weapon that was making everybody metahumans in Russia. I really think it's the same thing because if you look back at there, there's a purple light construct coming out of the vault when they opened it, okay. and it looks like the same thing that's happening in this. But I could be wrong; could just be another weapon. Um, but this weapon also can, uh, you know what? It, I don't know. I know what this actually is now, but. You know, it might not be. Um, Well, anyways, he opens it up, and as Maxwell Lord usually bleeds from the nose, when he uses his powers, he's bleeding from his ears, his eyes, his mouth, including his nose, saying, finally, this power, I can control it. And Killer Frost is looking like, oh, no, I didn't mean to do this. I really didn't mean to do this, but now we're all screwed. And if you look at this, the only team members that um, Maxwell Lord is controlling is the Justice League. He's not paying any attention to the Suicide Squad. Yeah, which I think might be his downfall, honestly. Um, he said, "I have the most powerful uh, and greatest uh, beings of the universe at my fingertips." And the Suicide Squad is thinking, "Why isn't controlling us?" They say because we're just nothing but a group of losers. We're not the Justice League, and this is where the Eclipso uh, Diamond comes into play. And now he's controlling all the all of the Justice
0: League. You know what, this, this actually makes it, this actually makes sense, looking into what's coming for next week and stuff, mm-hmm. this may be the reason yeah. that Batman puts together the new Justice League. Mm-hmm. This could be. Hmm. Now, do you remember the Eclipso uh, character, Ken? No.
1: It sounds familiar. Um, if you get any time out today, um, look through, I'll send you a text message, I, I'll give you the right episode to watch. Now, everything you know is in a two-part Justice League episode. Yeah. Um, Of this, and it was very scary because now this was just minor compared to what they're doing for the comic book. But once you get to Eclipso, uh, the Eclipso um, Diamond, you can control anything, and it kind of controls you as well. Yeah, it it looks like it also turbo.
0: It also looks like it turbocharged his powers because now he doesn't have to tell anything to the Justice League; they just become his slaves.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what happened in the cartoon, except no one that held it uh, had telepathy where they could control it and make it better for them. But also, I don't know how long Maxwell Lord can actually control this by himself before he becomes Eclipso. Because in the cartoon, whoever controlled the diamond would actually start to think they are Eclipso, if I'm correct. Okay. And from what we're going to see in this our uh, pull list for next week, that might be exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> he starts to become Eclipso. Maxwell Lord will be no more. Because it looks like that's what's gonna happen on the cover. Huh. So we'll we'll see what happens. I think that would be pretty cool if Maxwell Lord does become Eclipso.
0: But um that was the end for our uh review list. Exactly. Well Next that week. means we only have one more place to go this week.
1: Yes we do, you need to take a visit somewhere.
0: And that song, as always, brings us to our Comic Shop pull list for this week for January 25th, 2016. And I want to thank the Shazbots who give us the song Comic Shop and let us um, use it for this. They're the sponsors of the pull list. Go check them out on iTunes and Facebook and anywhere else you can find music. Let them know that DC Superpower sent you. So this week we have 14 books on the list for Rebirth uh, uh, books. And the first one we have is Action Comics 972, Men of Steel Conclusion. Superman's found a way to save Lex Luthor's life, but it may cost the Man of Tomorrow his own future. Art is done by Art Thibert and Steven Segovia, and is written by Dan Jurgens.
1: Sweet. Um, I'm really liking what they're doing with this whole. I don't know. Lex Luthor being Superman just gives me nostalgia every time I see it and read it. Don't know why I like it so much. I don't know
0: why. Well, I don't know how you get nostalgia over it. I guess not
1: nostal- not nostalgia, but I guess hope. For seeing uh, Lex Luthor can turn good any character in DC can be good <laughs> yeah um, next we have on our list Batgirl issue number 7 Son of Penguin part 1 Babs is back in Burnside but everything's different friends, school even Burnside itself Batgirl must determine her next step when she realizes the shady new tech module moving into her neighborhood is none of other than the what is it? Estran's son son of the Penguin. Hmm. Literally son of Penguin. This is mm-hmm. peculiar. I didn't know the Penguin had a son. I didn't either. This is new to me. Uh, art done by Christopher Wild Goose.
0: <laughs> I don't know why that name made me laugh. And written by Hope Larson. Cool. Next up, we got more Batgirl. Or no, this is Batman. Batman Beyond, number four. Yeah, there we go. It is still in Gotham, so. Yeah. A bad part of Bat family. The deadly secret behind the newly risen Joker is revealed, and it's about to shake up Terry McGinnis' world. Terminal has been using the existence of the Clown Prince of Crime to set himself up as the leader of the anarch- anarchic uh, gang of Jokers. But this new revelation may even put his own criminal empire in jeopardy. This is a turning point chapter in the life of the Batman of the future. Art by Bernard Chang and is written by Dan Jurgens.
1: Okay. Well, next we have Blue Beetle issue number five. The Posse part five. Things are getting Stranger in El Paso, where deep beneath the Earth, something or someone has been sending out waves of magical energy that are creating beings with superpowers. And they all seem to have, have something after Blue Beetle. Now one such being has been summoned to prepare the way for the Earth's rising. All of this puts Jamie way out of his territory. So it's time for Dr. Fate to toss his helmet into the ring. Oh yeah. Dr. It's about Fate. time we got Dr.
0: Fate. We knew I, he was coming. I know, right?
1: <laughs> Art done by Scott Collins and written by Keith Griffin. Yeah. I've been waiting for seeing, actually seeing what Dr. Fate is going to do because he's one of the most powerful, uh, uh, characters with DC, especially for magic. So yeah, it's time.
0: It's definitely time. Well, next up we have Deathstroke Number 11, Chicago, Jack Ryder, a.k.a. The Creeper, investigates a series of murders in Chicago and comes face-to-face with Deathstroke, the world's deadliest assassin. Christopher Priest is joined by guest artists Denny's Cohen and Bill Sankowitz for an unflinching look at the gun violence in America. Art by Bill Sankowitz and Denny Cohen and written by Christopher Priest. So, right. is that... Oh, looking at the cover, The Creeper. Mm-hmm. You recognize that... It, this is another oh, yeah. one that's a, DC, or a Marvel rip-off character, if I remember right. Uh, what's the Marvel character up? that looks like that? Um, I gotta look this up, because I just, he looks I just like, remember the Creeper being You know a creeper. what? He looks... Is that Kraven the Hunter, is what he looks like? Yeah,
1: that's who you're thinking
0: of. It, it's... Yeah, that's what you're thinking of. Just it's with a different paint job? a
1: rip-off. Yeah, because they have really nothing in common. It's just yeah. his look, really, I guess. And it's not really his look, it's just his upper body. Uh, it's the outfit, I guess. It yeah, with the gorgeous. hair and the clothes and all that stuff. Yeah, that's really because there's there's not too much in common, but I guess they might have saw that. I don't know who came out first. Actually, we'll I do some know. research on that. But um, the creeper, I'm gonna buy or not buy. I'm gonna buy this issue with uh, the creeper in there is because I'm a creeper fan. I feel like we haven't seen enough of him in DC Comics, but he's back in Rebirth, so it must mean he exists. Okay. Um, but next on our list, we have Detective Comics issue. 949. I wonder what big thing's gonna happen in issue 950. Um Batwoman begins. Part 1 and 2. The special two-part interlude, uh, spotlights the team leader Batwoman. In the wake of the Night of the Monstermen, Argus has built a secret research city under the, around the corpse of the monstrous, of the, was Mag- that, the megamons that collapsed in Gotham Harder, Creating Gotham City's newest and most dangerous neighborhood, Munstertown. In issue number 949, The Messon Faces, a deadly uh, compilation of a colony, wants Jacob Kane back, and they kill, and they'll kill to set him free. Uh, art done by Ben Oliver and written by Margaret Bennett and James T. Tyon Forth. Now, um, th- it seems like this is going to be a little bit of a prequel book from what we've seen in uh, Batwoman's world
0: well, a little bit, but um, a lot of it's still. Remember, we're um moving the story ahead to Batgirl actually having her own title.
1: Right. Well, since we said part one and part two, I'm wondering since they said they're gonna go uh to the wake up the Monster Men, so yeah, it's gonna be back a little bit. I think we might get a little bit what's going on now. This is gonna be good. This how much is this one gonna cost? This one nine should be the regular price. Okay. It since it said part
0: one and part
1: two in the book, I think that's because
0: they, they they have two um stories two stories, stories that are a little on the one. shorter side. Oh, okay. Um well, yeah, it says here it's two ninety nine.
1: Yep, thirty two page count, so so all the same.
0: Um next one we have up is see we've been loving this anyway, and we get more of mm-hmm. the more together. We get Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps number thirteen. Heroes. See the majesty and heroism of the Green Lantern Corps from the point of view of a planet in desperate need of their power. Set far in the future, this issue is packed with clues about what's around the corner for Hal Jordan and the rest of the Green Lantern Corps. It's art by Ethan Van Skyver and written by Robert Venditti. And I'm looking at this uh, next one. It's, I'm surprised they didn't put any uh, redacted for this one,
1: because this kind of uh, spoiled a little bit of what we're going to get to know, even though a from the bit. cover. Um, well, this is Justice League of America Killer Frost Rebirth issue number one. She's becoming now one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Um,
0: She's very conflicted in this now.
1: Yeah, I, I like that characteristic of her. Um, spinning out of the pages of Justice League vs. Suicide Squad... What happens to a supervillain on their last days in Belware Prison? Against all odds, Killer Frost is up for parole from the Suicide Squad, but you can bet Amanda Waller isn't going to make it any easier for uh, Killer Frost to join the new Justice League of America. Hmm. Yeah, um, art done dumb- to- oh, um, by Marika Andavalo and written by Jody Hauser and Steve Orlando.
0: Okay. That's interesting that this sounds like it is actually after the Justice League Suicide Squad. Yeah, I think so, which...
1: How many parts do we have left here?
0: Uh, Well, this week we're actually doing number six. So actually this would be about right, because number six comes out this week.
1: So um, that would be the end to this, and I guess that's where we're going to... And here before, on our uh, review list this week, we had to read the Suicide Squad issue for basically a prequel to go in what happened to Suicide Squad versus Justice League. Mm-hmm. Now this one we're gonna have to probably read afterwards, so we'll know what happens after that team up. Then Justice uh, Suicide Squad, and then lead into the JLA, of which I'm uh, anticipating. I yeah. can't wait.
0: Well, the next one actually is Justice League versus Suicide Squad number six. It says legendary JLA artist Howard Porter returns to for the ultimate showdown between the Suicide Squad, the Justice League, and the forces of Redacted, which at this point mm-hmm. we know is Maxwell Lord. Yeah. Unlikely heroes emerge from the rubble of DC's major events, or first major event since Rebirth, leaving both teams in a place they've never been before and setting the stage for the all-new Justice League of America. Art by Howard Porter and it's written by Joshua Williamson.
1: Oh, man, we're coming to a head. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, yeah. It was a fun time seeing all that. We're going to get more, though. Um, next we have Suicide Squad, issue number 10. Now, this is another one that ties into... Uh, the whole Just Leave vs. Suicide well, Squad. Well, this one,
0: in the description here, shows it basically wraps up the whole story.
1: Mm-hmm. A Just Leave vs. Suicide Squad epilogue. She's lost the prisoner. Her darkest secret has been revealed, and she's unwilling... unwittingly, Unwittingly. unleash um, unleashed a major threat upon herself and Task Force X. It's one very bad day for Amanda Waller as she tries to tie up loose ends and clean up her mess. But some sins can't be undone in this special epilogue to Justice League vs. Suicide Squad. Yeah, reading this, I think we're going to get to see some more things from Amanda Waller, and I think the prisoner she loses is probably going to be um, Killer Frost.
0: Yeah, I think that's the prisoner that she loses because, uh, obviously, Killer Frost is either paroled or just moved on to the Justice... or um, JLA.
1: Yeah. Um, <sighs> art done by J- Sepsi Cafarello and written by Rob Williams.
0: Okay. Well, next up, we got four titles left. We have Teen Titans number four. Oh, Damien yeah. Knows Best part four. Damien makes a deal with Raz al Ghul, a deal that will be settled in a, in a trial by combat. If Damien wins, the Teen Titans will be spared, but he must rejoin the League of Assassins for good. And if he loses, everybody dies. This is art by Mark Morales and Koi Fam, and it's written by Benjamin Percy.
1: All right. Um, next on our list... Oh yeah. By the way, um, with the Teen Titans, I just want to say, um, I wonder if he's gonna still do what, uh, um, uh, Roy? Not Roy. I'm sorry. Dang it. What? Ollie did in uh the the Green Arrow series just somehow betray Ra's al Ghul into thinking he's yeah, somehow, there for him. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. He's not, not gonna really. join the league. No. Oh no. He's already claim. He already said uh he's gonna stay as being with Batman. And when Damian Wayne wants to do something, nothing can change his mind unless he wants it to be changed. Mm-hmm. Next, we have The Flash issue number 15, Rogues Reloaded Part 2. Captain Cold, Mirror Master, Going Glider, Weather Wizard, and Heat Wave are back in Part 2 of this epic heist history story. The Flash travels overseas to stop the Rogues from committing the greatest caper of all time. But not everything is, as it seems, this international game of cat and mouse as the Rogues spring a trap on the unsuspecting hero. Art is done by Carmine D. Di Giandomenico. D- Thank you. I can't get that to roll off the tongue right. <laughs> and written by Josiah Williamson, Joshua Williamson.
0: Okay. <laughs> is. This is interesting. I like the what they've done. I'm happy to see the ro- the classic rogues back.
1: Oh, I am too. Um, I don't know. Just something about seeing the Flash and his villains back together. I like it. Like a lot. Some of my friends were saying, and I agree. He probably has the corniest names for all of his villains, but once they actually work with the Flash and see how they go with each other or go working against him, you don't really know who you want to trust either. Mm -hmm. The rogues usually, someone there always has their own agenda, and if something bad happens, one of them is going to run, and they don't care what happens to the other. Someone, all Uh, of them have
0: their own agenda.
1: And the one name I'm missing from the rogues is Captain Boomerang, and we all know because he's with the Suicide Squad. Exactly.
0: Well, that's why we have Golden Glider in there. Technically, she's not usually part of the um, rogues.
1: True. True. That's, uh. I wonder that, what's going to happen in here.
0: The, Trickster's not in with them right now.
1: Wait a minute. Let me go back. No, he's not.
0: Usually the Trickster's hmm. part. Of, oh, no, wait. Trickster's in there. Wait a minute. Trickster, if I remember right, is actually um helping um hero or not helping heroes, but he's retired or whatever at this point, isn't he? Which no, I know Pied Piper is. Is Trickster yeah. still a good guy again? I didn't think Trickster was actually a good guy. I know Pi Piper did. Okay, because um, I know if I remember right back in the '90s, Trickster actually became friends with Wally.
1: But which Trickster though? I don't the remember. Off the top of my head. They might to get out the, one books. the first one. Oh yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna look in that one. I know there's been two Tricksters.
0: Yeah. Well, but. next up we have Hellblazer number six. Oh yeah, one of my favorite. The Poison Truth, part six. In London, in London, Marid is selling the assembled underworld. On, the plans, on his plans for her humanity. On a train to Paris, Mercury rel- relieves, uh, relives her time in the creator's realm um, that she visited, and she's hoping t- she avoids death this time as well. Art by Pia Guerrera and written by Simon Oliver.
2: I love
1: that cover. Yeah. That's dope. I got look at that one more time. Okay. <laughs> um, last on our list is Wonder Woman issue number 15, The Truth Part 1. Diana has finally seen full scope of her new life and history have been transformed. Unfortunately, the knowledge has driven her completely insane. Art done by Liam Sharp and Greg Rucca. Yeah, so she's finally coming full circle what I think has went on with the New 52 and uh, Rebirth, and she's seeing the history that she's had, and probably a little bit more than that has changed completely, so... She's in a mental asylum, looks like, with a straight jacket on. I don't know how you're going to be able to contain uh, Wonder Woman with just those little mirror things. But yeah. uh, if she's insane, she's probably not even thinking of I can break out. She's probably trying to just get her thoughts together figure mm-hmm. out why is this happening. So it's going to be a fun issue.
0: Exactly. And that actually brings us to the end of the list for next week. Yeah. But um, Yeah, there was a lot of news this week.
1: Yeah, a lot. Um, there's a lot of good stuff going on in the books, too, and we got mm-hmm. a lot more to come. And this gives us a little bit of a better insight what we're going to expect in 2017. At least for the beginning part of 2017.
0: Oh, yeah. And looking at where we're at in April with some of the previews of stuff coming up, we it is going to be some good stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, but super friends, thanks for hanging out with us. Um, hopefully we gave you some of the news you're um, and you liked it. Um, Vernon, why don't you let everybody know how they can actually get a hold of us?
1: Hello, you guys. You can find us on Twitter at Superpowers DC. And you will also find us on our Instagram uh, and our Facebook, DC Superpowers Podcast. And you can find me on my personal Instagram, at Wolf, Facebook Vernon McWayne Moore, and Twitter VL.
0: You can find me on Facebook as Ken Rose and Twitter and Instagram as GW1Ken. And I know Vernon, you said you've been watching Instagram. We've been getting a lot more likes on our pictures and stuff, and people reacting.
2: Yeah, we got over a
1: hundred likes uh, for the past uh, for our past uh, post. So. That- Thank you, guys. I hope uh, most of you guys are like are listening to it, not just uh, liking the photo, but
0: both helps a lot. Exactly. Um, one thing I'd like to do is, um, Super Friends, if you get a chance, either go over to Facebook or Twitter or uh, Instagram. Can you message people? On Facebook? No, on Instagram. Yes, you can. Okay. Well, go to one of our social medias or send us an email at DC Superpowers Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you like about the show. Do you like what you're hearing? Do you want us to do something different? Is there something we can add to the show that you guys don't haven't seen? Send us a message. Let us know on any of the social medias or on the email. And um, more than likely we'll read the message on air, unless you tell us not to. But um and just we're try we love that we love doing this show. We're approaching our one year anniversary. Did you realize that, Vern? We are, aren't we? Yeah. Wow. This is Man. actually, this is That's issue why. number 40. <laughs> this is issue 40. We've got 12 issues until our anniversary. Because we've done this weekly since the beginning. Or actually, I think it's last. I think we skipped one week, didn't we? Yeah, we did. i got to look it up and find out. I think it's, um... We skipped a
1: couple weeks throughout everything, but we still, we've been doing this, going in hard the, on everything. <laughs> I believe it was
0: end of March last year that we started this. Yeah, because that was when the show started come back out from correct, right? It was something like that. But, um... Man. Like I said, send us a message. Tell us what you like, what you, how you've been doing. And then if you have time, run over to iTunes and leave us a rating or a review. Um, it doesn't take much just to write down, hey, the, these guys are awesome. Or these guys, I mean, if you didn't like it, go ahead and put it out there. We want honest reviews.
1: Yeah, if you, we need to improve on something, too. We'll do that.
0: Exactly. We have no problem um, helping, or if you have honest criticism, we got no problem helping out and doing stuff with that. So, um, but... Remember, we are also part of the Tangent Bound Network and the Weeby Geeks Networks. And I believe that's all we have for this week, isn't it, Vernon? Thanks, think so. So, um, Vernon, anything else from you before we get going real quick?
1: I just want to, once again, want to thank everybody. Uh, like I said, we got a lot of likes on our Instagram page. So I mean, people are at least checking us out, if any, not anything else. Um, and thanks for listeners. Like We've increased our listeners, too, right? Oh, Yeah. So, every, uh, month we're oh, okay. steadily, every month we're steadily getting more and
0: more downloads.
1: So thank you, guys. We appreciate it. Um, we didn't, I didn't think you guys would like us that much, but you are, and I, I really do enjoy it. It gives me a reason to come on here every week and keep reading these books. So we appreciate all of the love. Oh, yeah.
0: They like us. They really, really like us. Oh. <laughs> so um, Super Friends, for Vernon for myself, we'll see you next week. listening to a weebie geeks network
2: podcast